There's no better way to kick off Halloween weekend and celebrate my birthday than with a live show in our hometown of Dallas, Texas. For one night only on October 27th, we're presenting a special live show at the iconic Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas. It's our last Sinisterhood live show of 2022, so don't miss it. If you can't make it to Dallas, you'll still be able to join in on all the creepy fun by purchasing a virtual ticket. More information about virtual tickets will be coming soon. All other tickets are available now and can be purchased at Sinisterhood.com slash live shows. See you on October 27th. The beautiful green goddess that guards the shores of the Big Apple has been a symbol of freedom and a beloved icon since her debut. But the island she stands on wasn't always fit for a pedestal. Legend has it she's hiding a treasure worth millions beneath her foundation, leading pirates, soldiers, treasure hunters, and even ghosts to crowd her shores. This week's episode is The Liberty Island Treasure. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister What a fun, fun show this was. The city's so nice, they named it twice. That's what they say. The big kahuna. Nope, the big apple. The big apple. The big kahuna, separate thing. It's the biggest apple I've ever seen. Sadly, we were only in New York for about 24 hours, Mm -hmm. but... I like to think we made the most of it. We, uh, I think we did. Yeah. We had some New York pizza. (laughs) We had some New York pizza. Christy had had... Some New Jersey edibles and decided that despite everybody else in the room, Leanne, Tommy, Heather telling me, you do not need your own 18 inch pizza. I said, no, y'all don't understand. Yes, I do. Are you sure you don't want a personal pizza? No, I don't want a personal pizza. I need 18 inches. (laughs) Then it arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. This pizza box was so big, I fell over. I was trying to walk past it in the hotel room, and I bounced off of it and toppled. And Christy goes, what did you fall on? I said, I tripped on your pizza. It was up on the like desk of the It was the so hotel. big. It was so big. And it, uh, it, it got a couple pieces eaten. Definitely not 18 inches worth. I should have gone with the personal one. I should have listened to everybody. But I'm very headstrong. And uh, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. But all that to say, we had a, we went to a nice dispensary in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We uh, You tried to go there again, I believe, and couldn't get in because Mike was Tyson in, was doing a personal thing. I know. the When I was in New Jersey last, Mike Tyson sells edibles shaped like an ear with a bite out of it. And I really wanted to not get the like i was willing to get anything but then he was there in person i guess signing the packs i don't know <laughs> but it caused such a, a ruckus and a hubbub i couldn't even get in to get anything it was no. uh so mike tyson really he really screwed me that weekend <laughs> well well what a time to be alive for that sentence to <laughs> I come will, out of your I, mouth i am um, i love you all who are listening and for that reason i offer you the unedited story that you will hear, and I'm not going to spoil it or give you anything about it here in this intro, 
about my call to poison control. I forgot about that. Yeah, this is the episode where you did not know. I did not. I waited to tell you on the air, and I, it's mortifying. No, you can't. You told us that night. Did I? I yeah. told you. That's true. I you did disappeared you for like a half hour, and everyone was like, "Where is Heather?" Yes. And then you well, came back and dropped a ball on us. Y'all, will and hear the story. we were like, <laughs> "What have you been doing?" You'll hear the story. There's uh, some deets in that. We also go into a lot of pirate stuff. We talk a lot about our flag means death, yes. which you have since watched. I have. I finished, and it's fantastic. I love it. So I can't wait for season two. It's such a unique and just warm, funny, pulls at your heartstrings, but also very progressive and new and unique. I, I loved it, for sure. I love Taika Waititi is so fine. Oh, and just so, it's just rude how talented he is oh. and then like how nice he is. Like, fuck you. So I'm just kidding. I love him so much. But like <laughs> one person is that wonderful. Mm-mm. If Amazing. you look that hot as a dirty pirate, damn, You're I'm hot. here for it. I'm here You're for just it. Hot. Also, Reese Darby is very funny. So we have a lot of pirate oh, gosh, yes. A lot of uh, my, as a, a Southern child, I just was like, New York City, where they yell at you for the pecani sauce, and also <laughs> the uh, Ghostbusters. I just, we have a lot of Ghostbusters references. Yeah? Your that's like, discussion of how you, when you first went to New York, because mm-hmm. of the contest you won oh, in yes. Dallas, that's and, in this. There's a lot of, there's a lot of behind the scenes, pull back the curtains into our personal lives, and you'll start to put the pieces together of, okay. <laughs> I see how they got – this all makes a little more sense when you get a little more information about us. <laughs> what does Elaine always say? And another piece of the puzzle falls into place. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when I tell about what I did to my babe, a pig in the city toy, and the groans from the audience. <laughs> it's great. Can't wait for you to hear I'm it. I'm shaking Fantastic. my head. I, I, I like when we do these recaps because so much of what we discuss – Unfortunately, I just can't retain because yeah. there's so many shows. But now when you're saying these things, I'm like, oh, yes, all this is coming back up. So it's all fun to one- listen back to the live shows for us because we forget that we like had all these fun jokes and stories and and the grievances, if I recall, were very good in this one. Oh, these grievances. There's- oh, there was one in particular. We get into a whole thing about yes. Lost. There's also another one where we get... There's one whole side of the story, and then the other party is in the audience and mm-hmm. then gives their whole side of the story. It's like uh, a husband and wife. Yes. It's like an argument, like a full on debate. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this was New York City brought it. Y'all the brought it. Yeah, not really it. divided. The crowd no. was pretty unanimous on who was right. With that. <laughs> Which was funny because the crowd was, it's just like flip flop, flip flop, you uh-huh. know, because facts come out. It's fantastic. I am very stoked for you all to hear this. And, uh, just relive, like you said, relive the fun. And mm-hmm. I think that's the magic of all of our shows is that our jokes are all improvised. And mm-hmm. so if we don't record them, then we lose them forever. And that's so, true. Yeah. And so we the, have the a recording, though. Memory I have. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to go back and listen starting episode 13 and just be like, I forgot this happened in my life. I no often joke. do think about that, though. They're like, one day Ella and Simon will like have all of these things if they want to listen to. There's- Ella's currently listening to a podcast for children. Uh, and I said, you know, this is what mommy does. And she, she knows, but I said, maybe one day you can listen to one of them. Right. When you one are, day, I mean, many years away. When you're 35 <laughs> and you have a very good therapist that you have a great relationship right. with. Yeah. She's going to hear a lot of stories about me. 
So yeah, I might have to do a playlist for her of just. Well, you always, the didn't you say you didn't have a baby book or you wanted to have a baby book? But di- there's so many stories that you tell about them mm-hmm. on here that I think it's better than any, and it's your actual voice instead this of just is written their down. Baby book. This is your this is your legacy. <laughs> Would you say it's your legacy when you episode thirteen's your legacy? Uh, that's, so, so that is, this is my legacy. Yeah. But yeah, this is a. Uh, I don't know if the treasure's there or not. If you're if you have metal detectors in law and you live in New York, which someone was like, by the way, the Statue of Liberty's in New Jersey. Yeah, okay. But it's in all the pictures of New York, so whatever. Also, water tell me about how water boundaries work. It's all it moves, man. Yeah, water moves. So how do the boundaries not how Ooh, those yeah. lines stand? They're not. How about that? So mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's just me defending my ignorance. It's fine. <laughs> Well the, well, the Statue of Liberty is very iconic with New yes. York, so I, I think that we did a good job picking this topic, and I really liked it because it incorporated kind of everything, history, oh, yeah. spookiness, paranormal, true crime, so murder. you got yeah. murder, <laughs> you got you got it all. You got it all. The thirst for uh, the greed will drive men wild, and mm-hmm. that is what, uh, even if the driving them wild is just bucking around on like you're just like tricking people that's mm-hmm. also part of it so you'll love it we loved it and uh we loved city winery what a great oh, space too man may you're i just say Pierre. best green room food we've had i mean 50 out of 10 that it, food it was. was we got this charcuterie board that was epic out of this it, world everyone that walked into the green room was like oh my gosh what is this we're like <laughs> i know it was it was so good they had us bottles of wine from their mm-hmm. winery that we got to try. It was, and then the whole space is just really pretty and cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very intimate, but still seats a lot of people. Our agents came, which so was amazing. a lot of fun. Yeah, to see them. So yeah, it was a super fun show. We had to leave the next day to go to Philly, so we weren't there for long. But we always love New York, and we would love to go back when it's a little cooler. Yeah, we'll be back in New York. We weren't there for a long time, but we were there for a good time. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Oh, this is cheers to water. This is fantastic. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you very much. Leanne said they don't have bottles. Bottles. Are you okay with glasses? And we did not know that's what this meant. Yeah. It's amazing. We will not go thirsty this evening. That's How's fantastic. everybody doing? <laughs> We're very excited to be here. We had some of the fanciest food we've had in the green room. This place is swank, and you get wine. It is such a great vibe. We love the purple. Give it up for City Winery tonight. Give it up for City yes. Winery. All your fantastic servers taking care of you. We uh, we've been in New York for a New York minute. Oh. No, but we got in what time at two? We said yeah. Ate at the Applejack Diner. Yeah. And um, ate, nope, nobody. It said on the internet, known it, on their own website, known as a diner to the stars. And I was like, Dis- you wrote that, though. <laughs> yeah. On your own site. But there were, like, uh, they had a lot of headshots with famous people signed mm-hmm. them. So We were not asked to provide one. No, that was rude. That's so. fine. We uh, almost saw a celebrity. <laughs> we don't know who. But we saw paparazzi and a security guard. With an earpiece in. Then our Uber left, had to move, (laughs) so we didn't get to see who it was. I was like, just run on the window and be like, who are y'all waiting for? (laughs) Uh, They have to tell you if you ask. Um, Yeah. No, but it's been fun. Uh, It's been a whirlwind. We 
leave tomorrow for Philly. So we're only inside of you for a minute, New York. <laughs> but you know, but we'll make it count. Yes. You know? Yeah. You'll feel it. You'll feel that we were here. Yes. Uh, sure. uh, round of applause for the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Let's just give it up for her. She saved New York in the end of Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. I think we can give the due respect that she deserves. She danced to a remix of a Jackie Wilson song, which they played earlier. I love Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 and the new Ghostbusters. I'm real into Ghostbusters. Heather loves the Ghostbusters. Uh, you almost had the Ghostbusters car as your getaway car. That's not what they're called at a wedding. Yeah. Is it a getaway car? Getting out of there. Uh, we were going to set fire to the theater. at any second. You can just get right out of there. But uh, alas, you were unable to. No, I couldn't secure it. Yeah, couldn't secure Ecto One. But we met a real Ghostbuster when we were in Michigan. We did going back and we're joining up. (laughs) I am joining the Ghostbusters. Well, there's a lot of ghosts in this subject today. Mm -hmm. Have you been to the Statue of Liberty? I haven't. I've seen it. You've seen it from afar. (laughs) I went. So uh, it's the same thing. I've seen it from afar. Today, as we were driving, I was like, I'm going to read reviews of the Statue of Liberty, and one of them was like, it's better from the boat. And I was like, Damn. oh, okay. And another one was like, too many stairs. I was like, all right, well, fair okay. enough. Fair She's enough. 150 feet tall, so yeah, Give it takes a minute. a minute. And then someone else said, people at the top spat down on us. <laughs> wow. All right. Fair enough. Hey, what do you expect? Come on. Uh, I went when I was a kid, though, when I won the Kid Craddock in the Morning Show Most Annoying Kid in Dallas contest. And I want to trip if you to New don't, York. You're not from Dallas, which you're probably not, since we're not in that city. Uh, Heather won a contest from a very famous local radio station, and she was deemed the most annoying kid in Dallas. Yeah. Which there's a lot of kids in Dallas, so it's quite a feat. So many. And she got a paid-for vacation to come to the Big Apple. Yes, we got to sleep over. Yes, woo. It was an awesome trip. We got to sleep over at FAO Schwartz. That's every kid's dream. Yes, gasp, gasp. It's very cool. And we got a, I got a $150 shopping spree that I blew on a Furby and a Game Boy Color. Color. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, well worth it. Well worth it. And we got to stay in the plaza, which Damn, is very this fancy. This is fancy. It was a good trip. So that was the whole bit. It was a promotional thing for Babe, a pig in the city. Babe 2, a pig I in the city. I love Babe. I also got a pig doll with a red paw and a green paw. And it would go, do you love me? And if you put yes, the green paw, it would go, I love you too. And if you push the no paw, it would go, oh, <laughs> no! Dude, this, Why was this made? Dude, babe, the babe doll was built for rejection. It would go, I'm hungry, will you feed me? And if you said no, it would go, oh. No! Yeah, the red pot. And they're scared. called hooves. That's yeah, my bad. <laughs> but the red hoof shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. Oh, babe. Or if it does exist, let it ask questions that can only be answered with no. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was, do you love me? Will you hold me? Can you feed me? Yeah, it was awful. Oh. Yeah, but the whole My bit was heart. they were they let all these radio stations across the country send whatever kid they wanted to send, and Kid Craddock thought it would be a really fun bit to send the worst kid to be so obnoxious. That is a fun bit. Yeah, it was a great bit because all the other kids it was like a random drawing, and he was like, "Not in my town." <laughs> what did you have to do to earn this title? I I just talked to them for several minutes, which did it. Uh, I was man, I was in sixth grade at the time, and I well, any sixth grader talking. Yeah. Is obnoxious. By far, so might oh. take a swig of Aquapana. It's not. This isn't sponsored by them, but it should be because the we're smoothest be talking about taste this. in Toscana. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no, they asked me to sing my favorite song, which at the time was One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, and I sang oh, it. Oh, obnoxious fast. song, too. Obnoxious no kid singing an obnoxious song. And then put my mom on the phone, and the guy goes, the DJ is like, well, I guess the apple didn't fall apart from the tree. Your mom got on? <laughs> Nancy? Oh, yeah. They were like, give the phone to your mom. Oh, <laughs> Nancy won you that trip. Dude, Let's be honest. Did. She did. We had a tape of that somewhere. It's out there somewhere. But, oh. uh, yeah, so I, that's why we came to New York. We did, like, the whole double deck or bus cheesy tour. I mean, I was in sixth grade, so after the FAO Schwartz. But yeah, they put the trashiest people from Mesquite in the plaza where there's like violinists playing over a tea service. And I was like, I have on my Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt and my little gym shoes. Like, I'm going to FAO Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. So oh, if little Heather had only known oh, then. If I only knew then what you, I know now. Not a ton has changed, but you are older. <laughs> I am older, taller. But she wanted to buy some Margaritaville Crocs yesterday that we had to talk her out. Of. I did. I want him so bad. Want him so Whatever bad. you're picturing, I promise you it's worse. Like, significantly more worse than what you're imagining. Teal green. The little cubes. There's ice cubes um, as charms. There was a parrot that was a bottle opener as a charm. There was a salt shaker that a said... Full my, size a full-size salt shaker. salt shaker that said, my lost shaker of salt. And I was like, I gotta buy these and wear them around. And Christy's like, don't do it. <laughs> She goes, where else are you going to wear those? And I was like, it would be such a good bit, but it was $65. It's like, it's a $65 bit. I didn't do it. I regret it. I'll find them in a garage sale someday, I'm sure. They were a heavy shoe. There was too much (laughs) shit on them. You just be kicking things around. You're trying to walk. There's a lot of shit on those shoes. Uh, Yeah, it was a fun... We've uh, we've had a good run so far, but I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be doing this subject, because I'm real into pirates right now. Teenage, maybe sixth grade teenage Heather on those years, I was very into pirates. Loved, I had pirate t-shirts. I had... Just pirates? I was so specific pirates. I liked them all, baby. (laughs) But now I'm extra into pirates because how many of y'all have watched Our Flag Means Death? (laughs) Woo! You are sleeping on a hit, people. (laughs) HBO Max is so good so it's a it's a pirate show and it's fantastic so i was very excited when we chose this because there's pirate tie-ins there's a lot of pirate tie-ins um we were just in boston a lot of pirate shit there too that, <laughs> that i'm sure you know about yeah it's a i can't say i've ever been into pirates but i've never been out of them either <laughs> i've been kind of indifferent you're pirate neutral i'm pirate neutral uh, but I like I like this kid fellow. Oh, yeah. kid, kid Craddock, kid Captain Kid. It's all come full, He's full circle. Us. He's oh. with us. You know who else has been? Whitney Houston's also been with us. This leg of the tour. <laughs> what a weird sentence to say, but it's true. She's been guiding us. <laughs> Um, Everywhere we go, we hear Whitney Houston, yeah. so we feel like she's watching over us. Mm-hmm. And then today I saw a Whitney billboard. Yeah. It's just all said full Whitney, circle. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you ever wish you could just take back the last minute of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's how I feel right now. Well, yeah, uh, we got a lot <laughs> to talk about, so I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Once called something that everyone in this town can get behind. A symbol. Something that appeals to the best in each and every one of us. Something good. Something decent. Something pure. By a ragtag group of Ghostbusters, Lady Liberty has stood guard in New York's harbor since her debut in 1886. Under those giant green sandaled feet could possibly lie millions of dollars in treasure from one of the most famous pirates in history. 
But given the violent way the treasure was obtained and the unfair nature of his end, many say the treasure is cursed and guarded by his ghost. If I'm not mistaken, they propped up the Statue of Liberty October 28, 1886. Your birthday. 100 years later. (laughs) Born in Scotland around 1645, William Kidd began his days on the high seas at an early age. By 1689, his career as a privateer was in full swing. Under his command, his crew would conduct raids of enemy ships on behalf of the British government. It was essentially state-sanctioned piracy. He did well for a while, eventually owning land in New York City, including large swaths of Pearl, Pine, Walnut, and Wall Street. According to the New York Times, He lived on Wall Street, a Turkish, car- a Turkish carpet on his parlor floor, casks of Madeira in his cellar. He married a wealthy widow and helped raise two daughters. So they were, and the, the wealthy widow is really how he got a lot of this money. And yeah, they have these, like, all of these tracts of extremely expensive land, but the sea was calling him. Yeah, he couldn't get away from the sea. He, uh, everyone knows him as a pirate, but really he spent most of his time doing non-pirate stuff. And he would always be like, I'm not a pirate, though. It sounds a lot throughout we'll see his story a lot of stuff he kind of falls into where he's like i'll do the privateering part a lot of times that was just like a piece of paper away from full-blown piracy so he's like but there's the paper though like i'm not a pirate though mm-hmm. he's like i don't have the hat on well, well you if, should put if your the hat government's on. telling you to do it well then i get they're like it is legal you're like oh well i guess it's legal thanks <laughs> england not finding enough in that life He set sail for England looking for more financiers for his next privateering mission. He was granted a commission and the support of wealthy backers. He stopped in Boston to round up a crew. Unlike other pirates, Kidd had the peculiar habit of swearing his men into service upon a Bible. After the new fine pirates had taken their oath, Kidd and his crew set sail, headed for the Caribbean. In a book that I bought while we were in Salem about pirates, they were saying that when he had previously sailed, he had a pretty trained crew, and then he just showed up in Boston and was like, who wants to do pirate stuff with me? And you might be shocked to learn that all the Bostonians that uh, jumped on the ship were like, yeah, well, I mean, we're not going to listen to you, but yeah, we'll do it. So he had a bit of an unruly We learned crew. they're called mass holes. Mass holes. They said that proudly. They so. said that proudly as if it was a term of endearment. A so. big boat of mass holes. And then they said it was after this ship that the, so many of them refused to swear in that he just buried the Bible in the sand and was like, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Initially, Kidd was instructed to seize only French ships, but ended up seizing none. Some speculate he had grown weary of the pirate's life. At the same time, the crew of his ship, the Adventure Galley, grew weary of not being paid. They had been promised a large percentage of the gains and didn't much enjoy watching ships full of riches pass by unplundered. Yeah, they're all working on commission. So that's the problem when you work, you're in sales or this is the opposite of sales because they're taking. (laughs) But it's still a commission job. You got to know how much you're bringing in. Exactly. They need a salary. Mm -hmm. Much like in our flag means death. But no, this is my our flag means death references this is the, are only this is the, the crew in the, the front. five people over here understand uh, these references. But yeah, if the you're, show's for you. You're going, and he had to give a percentage to the financiers. He, in theory, would get a percentage, and he was getting a percentage to the crew. At some point, you're just like, 
there's too many hands in the cookie mm-hmm. jar bucket. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you know that you have a bunch of uh, really angry Bostonians who swore upon nothing. But to be why your crew. do you think if you're a pirate, you don't want a pirate? Are you just looking for a vacation? <laughs> are you wanting? You just went out on the sea. He's like, I gotta get away from the wife and these kids. Yeah, Fuck. maybe. They weren't his children. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he was thinking the privateering path would be less violent, but the people he had on the ship, I think, were they way were violent. Way, yeah, they, they were, were assholes. They were assholes. <laughs> Settling back into his pirate ways, Captain Kidd and his men began attacking a few small ships from countries other than France, despite that this was in defiance of his charter. The swashbuckling crew was pleased they were plundering but disappointed in the small gains. They decided Kidd was an unfit captain and that it was time to mutiny. Number one all-time fear as a pirate is getting mutinied. For me, personally. For you? Yeah. Well, because you really like to be liked, so if yes. people mutiny, that means, they that means me. they've turned on you. No, Mine I'll throw myself overboard. scurvy, yeah, getting attacked by a out. shark, yeah. having to walk the plank, starvation, um, peg leg. That's not my. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's not bad. Pirate turn or not pirate? Parrot turns on you. Parrot turns on you. Bite your face off. Do you know what I learned? I'm gonna say this is a fun fact. I don't know if it's actually a fact. Okay, but it is fun. But it is fun. But the reason pirates wore eye patches is because when they would go down under the deck, they could just. So they weren't, like, blinded from going from sun to dark. They would just move the patch to the other eye. I do that when I wake up to go to the bathroom in, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. You, are a, you wear a pirate's patch I, to I, go to the bathroom? I do the one eye. And if anybody oh, doesn't yeah. do it, highly recommend, especially if you're afraid of spooky things in the dark. Because as soon as you flip the light, boop, other eye, blamo, perfect vision at night. I don't turn... You turn the light on when you go to the bathroom at night? Yeah, I can't be in the dark. Oh, something gets me. Now I'm... Pe- Straight up pissing in the dark. I'm not turning on any light. <laughs> uh, well, we have like a tiny nightlight in the bathroom. No. Oh, maybe no. I <laughs> Somebody said still one of the no. phones like absolutely not. No, I do know. I'm that- not going from sleeping to full on lights. And also, Tommy changed the light bulb in our bathroom. No. Dude, I yelled when I walked in. I go, <laughs> "What happened in here?" And then Ella. Had to go to the bathroom one night, and she goes, why is it so bright? I go, Daddy changed the light bulbs. I don't know. But we can't turn. It's like uh, you're being beamed up in there. It's like a 300 watt. It's ridiculous. So I, I can't, I can't you turn it on. Tan. You come out like Dude, it's so bright. I go, what did you do? I got tired of not being able to see. I was like, there's a happy medium between these two. Just a spotlight. This is like, like hospital level lights. It's very unflattering if you to had- do your makeup in, too. Oh, yeah, you could see everything. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you had to do a medical procedure, great. But, yeah, not me getting close to my face Mm-mm. in the mirror. I like a little I don't softness. need to see all that. No. Get a little softness. Well, now you can just wear an eye patch, and done, that's done. how you go to the bathroom I'm at night. I'm telling you, tonight, try it, y'all. If you go from light to dark, try the eyeball switch. Works every time. Pirate style. <laughs> in a brutal argument, Kid defended himself from the mutiny swinging a bucket and fatally wounding his gunner, William Moore. After this deadly display of violence, Kidd regained control of his vessel. To keep the men satisfied, they began attacking any ship that came near. Eventually, they spotted the enormous Kadah, a 500-ton Armenian merchant vessel. 
It was quite a prize. The Qatar was full of the most valuable items of the day. Raw silk, textiles, sugar, and chest of opium. Yes, please. Yeah, that will... Uh... That's what everybody wants. Textiles? All right. Sugar? Sure. Opium? Yes. Especially by the chest full. A chest full of opium? That's like some uh, Pulp Fiction shit when you open it up. Uh Uh-huh. Not that it sounds like we do opium. (laughs) I've never done opium for the right. I don't think. The excitement in our voice. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure what opium is, so I can't say I haven't done it. But I don't think I have done it. Well... But it sounds, I can't, is it, is it, it's Someone's heroin? It's Somebody heroin. goes, it's heroin. It has like a, it's heroin. They're like so, trying to <clears throat> gently tell us up here. I have never done heroin, so I have not done opium. I okay. haven't Thank either, you. but last night when I was on the phone with poison control. Oh my God. Okay. Back up. You can't just, you got to give some context I had to, call to this. poison control on myself. Heather. Picture this. <laughs> We get back from the show last night. Uh, Leanne and Tommy had been very nice and had already ordered food to be delivered to the room when we got back. It was Mexican food in Boston. So, At like midnight. So. so we eat the food and everything. All of a sudden, Heather's like, I think I'm going to be sick. So she goes to her room. She's gone for a half hour. And then she comes back and she's like, all right, I feel better. And then she just casually says... Well, I had to call poison control because I thought I overdosed on Imodium AD. I did. I did think that. I did. So I felt sick, so I left the room. They were watching Love Island, having a good time. And, you know, you're feeling kind of nauseated. I was like, I'm going to lay on the bed and chill out for a minute. Because the only thing I had taken a lot of was Imodium, liquid gels. I switched to the liquid gels. I have IBS. You all know this if you've listened to the show. So my doctor was like, it's fine. You can take, you know, whatever you need to take. So I Finger taken, trap doctor. That's the one. My favorite doctor who uh, has put, he's been inside me orally and anally. Um <laughs> At the with same cameras, time. With cameras at the same time. Um, and he said, look, he was like, you're Colin? Awesome. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Um, so my GI doctor. Did the cameras touch at some point? Yeah, they do in the middle. <laughs> boop. They should. That's how you know it's finished. They're like, boop. boop. Yeah. Um, but so I had taken five two milligram pills, which sounds like a lot, but it's fine. So 10 milligrams? Yeah, total. So I start to Google because I was in a haze of not feeling great. And I was like, can you overdose on Imodium? And it turns out if you take like a hundred pills, which was not listed on there, but if you take a lot, it does have an opiate type of effect. And that... A chest full of Imodium. Who knew? Who knew? That's so, what people were pillaging. As I was as more and more of a hypochondriac, I was like, well, I should check and see if I had too much. So I go to the Poison Control website. I'm like, I'm not going to bother these folks with a phone call. Gonna go through, they have an online screening tool. Do the online screening tool. Put in what I took, put in how much I took. A fucking red stop sign comes up and is like, call us immediately. You're in danger. Call 911 if your symptoms persist. So my Apple Watch is like, your heart rate is increased. And I was like, it's happening. Shortness of breath. I was like, fuck. I was like, I did it. I was like, your heart rate's increasing because they've scares you into thinking that you've overdosed. I was like, it's going to be on the news. My wish of dying in a block-long explosion is now gone. I was like, yeah, like a die-hard situation. Like None of us know this is happening. We're all blissfully unaware this is going on. So I'm just like sweating, about to throw up, but I didn't, and I was like, oh, God. So I called Poison Control, and a very, I'll say, curt woman answered. (laughs) 
and was like, what did you take? And I was like, oh, and I told her, and she was like, hang on. And I said, well, maybe, and I started trying to do math. She goes, don't try to do math. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, the side effect is I'm delirious and I can't do math anymore. Turns out she was punching it in a system, which is different than the one I went through because she was like, you're fine. And I go, are you sure? Because my heart rate's up. She goes, well, it has an opiate effect, so your heart rate wouldn't be up. Probably you're just freaking out. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. She talked me off my Imodium OT. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a whole deal. And so then, yeah, I walked back in there, and Tommy was like, you didn't, or did you say, you didn't call it while you were in the room with us? Yeah, I go, if you tell me that you called poison control without being in this room, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought my life was at stake. There was a fucking stop sign on it. It was like, yeah. you are in danger. They, uh, they just want you to call. <laughs> it was really nice, though. It was, like, free. And also, they go, tell me your name. And I was like, Heather? And she was like, Heather. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> you don't need to know anymore. You already have this recording that you're definitely going to play for your colleagues. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I would like a copy. Yeah, I wonder if I could ask. I, there's probably laws, privacy laws, but... <laughs> Maybe uh, we can work. Pull some I've strings. also been sitting on a joke that I have to say. Please, now. please, please. More like a modium OD. Hey. It's not funny now. I know no, because I had good. to sit on it because I didn't want to interrupt Heather. <laughs> it was funny in my head at the time. It's still good. Um, it still works. Thank you. Thank you. Sinisterhood will be right back. In a brutal argument, kid defended himself. I reread that. Kid captured the vessel, and his men voted to loot the ship. Just like the mass holes they were. That's what he goes, well, maybe we shouldn't take this one. And they go, fuck you. And they <laughs> took it. <laughs> well, why are you going to capture it if you're not going to take it? It was this whole yada, yada, yada. The, the paperwork kind of technically was English and yada, yada, yada. They weren't supposed to take the ship, and they took it anyway. They yada, yada, yada over the whole pillaging Mutiny. part. Mm-hmm. They took the ship to a nearby port and sold off some of the goods for cold, hard cash. Then they sailed to the pirate port of Madagascar, where Kid decided to ditch the leaky adventure galley and sink it off the coast. He renamed the Kada to the Adventure Prize and headed back for the Caribbean, not knowing that during his voyage he would become one of the most wanted men in the world. Yes, yeah, so the Kadah was full of stuff that they were actually shipping on behalf of the English, so he stole from the very people that had paid him, and he... Didn't want to do that, but he felt peer pressure, and we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We've all crew. taken a ship hostage <laughs> and felt like this is the wrong thing to do, but you get talked into it because of all the chests of opium. Yeah, that's true, too. Is it? It's not powder, right? You don't just have a chest of powder. It'd be like a block of something. Yes, yeah, surely you wouldn't put Person powder in Person that said chest. it's heroin, is that correct? Yeah. Well, okay, so it's, all right. it's a block? Chip off the old block. According to season four of weeds, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That's how we're gonna get all of our information. I like it. I was on board with that show for the first two seasons and then stopped watching it. Hot take on weeds. So I didn't see season four. What'd you say? I said hot take on weeds. I've never watched it, so I don't know. Oh no, not a hot take. It's good, yeah, it's not bad. It got it got weird. It got weird weird at the, the last couple seasons, but you know. Well, undeterred. Good God. <laughs> when he landed on the sunny shores of Anguilla, Kid got some bad news. He was a highly sought-after fugitive pirate and wanted by the British government. According to the New England Historical Society, 
the Kadah was owned by a minister at the court of the Indian Grand Mogul. Wanting to maintain a good relationship with the Mogul Empire, the British government was looking to make an example out of Kid. This is when he's like, I'm not a pirate. And they're like, well, we got we to gotta put somebody Somebody's got to be on the hook for this. Got to take him down. Mm-hmm. Well, undeterred, Kid had an idea. He still had the treasure after all. He decided the best course of action would be to bribe the government and use the treasure as a collateral for his pardon. He supposedly entrusted a fellow pirate in Anguilla to watch the adventure prize while he took a smaller ship to New York to plead his case. This plan did not go well. We're all shocked, I'm sure. The pirates left in charge of the adventure prize, raided her, then sunk her into the Caribbean Ocean. Yeah, they come back and they're like, so where's all the stuff? They're like, we don't know. Where's, don't the, know. where's the ship? Mm, I don't know. Ocean's weird, pretty deep, a lot of stuff happens. Who knows? Like All the, of what you just said is very true. Not the ocean is weird. It's very deep, and weird stuff happens. <laughs> All the time. It's just like space, but the bottom. Space <laughs> is the top. The ocean's the bottom. They're both infinite. Negative. We don't know what's out there. It's deep and scary <laughs> and dark. Inverse I have a legitimate space. fear of both of them. But you, can you, just, you could just sink anything. Yeah, you. Uh, That's how you're just like I don't know where we just sunk this giant ass ship. That's the second one too. He sunk the other one mm-hmm. in Madagascar. He's like, man, it's kind of linky. Fuck it, just dump it. Just dump it. Shut it down. Start <laughs> over. And you just bail. And that's how we have the giant trash islands because everyone just was like, the ocean's big. Just throw your shit in it. Where's mm-hmm. it gonna go? It's like, well, eventually it floats back to the top, and the turtles yes. ride on it, and it's a real bummer. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see a real bummer of a documentary, check that one out. It's a real bummer of a documentary about all the trash in the ocean. Headed towards New York to buy himself a pardon, Kid made a quick pit stop along the way, or several stops, depending on who you ask. It would turn out that the that Kid hadn't left everything behind on the adventure prize. He took some of his alleged 400,000 pounds of loot, worth over $34 million in today's money, to hide along the way. This is a classic, not all your eggs in one basket. You put all your loot in one ship. You want to diversify your portfolio. That's right, your boat That's folio. That's all he's doing. Your what? Your boat folio. Your boat folio. Your pirate folio. Mine wasn't as good. Yours was better. <laughs> it's better. Yours was it's better. Good. Everybody loves to hunt for treasure, too. This is another, like, Oak Island or Forest Fen, where, as we research, you find, like, oh, your whole life is now wrapped whole up life. into this. It's a very niche thing you're into that's something very tight-knit community have to put on your dating profile it's like what we learned about the pineapple and like if you're into a certain lifestyle which i'm like happy for you you should be in that lifestyle but you have to disclose that relatively early on so that i don't fall in love with someone who's like and well it's my dream to just quit my job and go hunt pirate treasure you're like oh no (laughs) or the right person with the if you put a little pirate flag in your profile, they're like, Me too. You oh find my God, your pirate. Yes. Let's go together. Where do you want to start? You plunder together. That's right. A couple of the plunders together stays together. Now you're not gonna have much money because mm-hmm. you're yes. looking for it. You're yes. looking for the money so you don't have any of your own. That's the the catch. You just go and meet with a financial advisor and it's like, so what is your retirement plan? They're like, We have a lead. <laughs> We have a map. Stay with me on a treasure chest. Do of you opium. see where this X is? <laughs> that's right. That's what. That's where we're trying to get our four hundred one k to. That X right there. Kid's most well documented stop was Gardner's Island off the coast of Long Island. 
There he left 20,000 pounds, or around $1.6 million. The island's owner, John Gardner, later worked with the British government to return the treasure. That would be the only sum of kids' loot ever given back to the crown. That means the rest of the millions are hidden somewhere else. This Gardner's Island is interesting. It's a privately owned island that the Gardner family still owns. And whoever's, to this day, like 400 years. So many years. And whoever the most recent owner is, they call themselves Lord of the Manor. With an like, yeah. 14th Lord of the Manor. But when he buried the treasure here, he basically said, leave it here or I will come back and slash all of your throats. And John Gardner was like, I'm going to call this one in and called it in. And I guess either Captain Kidd was just not an effective pirate or like not threatening. Maybe he didn't want to be identified with a pirate life. So he didn't like wear the hat. I don't know. But whatever it was, they immediately flipped on him and we're like, we'll just call the cops. Hmm. Also, I think if uh, you don't want to be a pirate, then you probably don't want to have to end up doing like murder and stuff yeah probably not so then you just don't go back you, it was all a bluff yeah, he wasn't he gonna slash anybody's throats wow kid with a heart of gold yeah and that's the name of the uh, biopic that we'll be writing about Captain Kid kid with a heart of gold um, starring the most obnoxious kid in Dallas <laughs> most annoying most annoying. There you go. Annoying, which yes. is worse. Annoying, annoying or yeah. No, obnoxious is worse, I think. I think it's annoying. My mom made me a pin to wear to school, so. That said, of, yep. of your accolades? Yeah. Yeah, it was a major award. So. What did it say? Uh, most annoying kid in Dallas. Kiss FM. Kid Craddock in the morning. 106.1. <laughs> it's still a radio station. Still a radio it's, station. It's still a very they good radio station. Over God, this was traumatic. They announced it over the loudspeaker at your school. Yeah, in grade school, and they were like, "Heather McKinney." <laughs> did mother. people were you, did were was everybody happy? Were you real? Yeah, popular? they were happy. I took another kid I went to school with on the trip, with my dad couldn't go because of work, so it was for two adults, two kids. So my sister was old enough to be called an adult, and so it was my mom, my sister, and then me and my friend from grade school, and we like. Had a fun adventure. Yeah, they were they were fucking jealous as hell. Oh, nice. <laughs> that could have gone one of two ways at school, so I'm glad I went the good I had way. a freaking cool Furby. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> we just saw a Furby made out of baked beans a minute we ago did. on the internet. Oh, Bean yes. It's, it, the meme's going around. You guys have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that hot bean Furby algorithm. <laughs> The British government confirmed that the adventure prize had been looted, then sunk in the Caribbean, but no one in Anguilla could find where the money had gone or where the ship had sunk. Had they truly destroyed the vessel? And if they did, was the loot really left behind, or did Kidd take it with him to hide on his way to New York? Kidd found no mercy with the governor, just as no one found any more of his treasure. He and a fraction of his riches they could find were sent back to England. The once great captain faced a court of law and was charged with piracy and the murder of his ship's gunner with the bucket. Yeah, it's a murder weapon. <laughs> I mean, I guess anything can be if yeah. you want it to be, but you got to hit somebody a lot of times with a bucket yeah. for, for that to happen. Unless yeah. it's full. That's, oh, well, it's only going to be full once. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Kid denied he was a pirate professed his innocence, and promised if he were given a ship and his life, he could return and pay back the crown and his wealthy financiers. The court was not convinced. Because Kidd had caused a lot of headaches for the king with his piracy antics, 
They wanted to make an example out of the marauder. And he, he wrote letters. He told them verbally, anybody that would listen, and he wrote a ton of letters of like, listen, there's millions of dollars. All I need is a boat, and please don't kill me, and I will give the money to you. And yeah, they didn't give, it was not about the money at Do that point. Do you think he would have? I think he would have run off. Yeah, I would have. So yeah, they did the well. I won't say they did the right thing because I'm against the death penalty. But <laughs> I'm they, pro pirate. They they did uh, what they, you know, they were like he's you know. probably going to run off. So we're going to nip this one in the bud. I think somebody's got to be an example. It was largely like a political mm-hmm. murder of like no 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 a murder. Look at me, my hot takes. Captain Kidd was murdered by the crown. <laughs> this shall not stand. Uh, man, I really was into pirates. I feel like I back. was the Captain Kid of my family. Oh, really? They just blobbed it on you? Yeah, I, I had to be the example for everyone and then, like, of what not to do. And I would be the one to get in trouble. And everyone was just like, you're fine. Go hide Even your millions. You- ship, sink your ships, do whatever you want. But I got thrown in the gallows. I was, I was also a real asshole kid. So it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. I was regaling Heather with some stories the other day. She was like, who were you? <laughs> It's like, Fuck. I don't know, man. <laughs> She's a bad bitch. In the 90s were a wild time. Bad. Yeah, chest of all sorts of stuff. Not opium, but uh, the real a lot treasure. of other stuff. That's huh? the real treasure chest right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. There's two of them. Yep. If you're in the back, I pointed to her breasts. <laughs> and yeah, send in for the people at home that are listening. Yeah, we'll have a... <laughs> thank you, Heather. All right. Captain Kidd was convicted and sentenced to death. When they first tried to hang him, the rope snapped. Because God didn't want it to happen. Yeah. He also showed up drunk because why wouldn't you? I would. The second time worked. He was executed by hanging on May 23rd, 1701, then covered in tar and left on display near the Thames River. To drive the point home, the government left his body at the gallows for years until it finally simply rotted away. Tar is a preservative. You, uh, if you're another pirate and you come, you're pirating along the waters and you see that pirate up there, you might think twice about doing pirate stuff again. It was like a, it's like a scared board. straight for pirates. Yeah. Yeah. With Kid gone and the location of his riches a mystery, hunters set off on a quest for the treasure that would last for centuries. One of the suspected places was near his other favorite hiding place, Gardner's Island. This neighboring island was not too far from Kidd's former home on Wall Street. This is one of the things that the treasure hunters point to. They're like, they could, he could have seen it. He, he could keep an eye it on it. House. It would have been the perfect makes sense. You want to see, it's, you, you know, it's like the money's in the banana scene. You gotta, it's got to be close. <laughs> you got to keep it close so you can keep an eye on it. Uh, and you can't tell anybody. But then you run the risk of, they don't burn the banana stand down, but... Yeah. Originally known as Great Oyster Island, the 14-acre parcel now home to the Statue of Liberty was once the fishing spot for the Lenape people. It later became known as Bedloe's Island in 1677. In 1732, over 30 years after Kidd's execution, the island was sold for just five shillings to a pair of wealthy merchants... The two men fixed it up, and it became known alternatively as Love Island. Mm-hmm. The original Love Island, you guys. Six sexy colonial women. Six sexy pirates. 
Oh, man. You, uh, nobody wore, like, bikinis back then, so you're just standing in the blaring sun waiting to get picked in, like, full-on petticoats <laughs> and a thousand layers of shit. Yep. Oh. I watched Love Island for the first time last night. She did, yes. I watched it before. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do a better season tonight. Okay. All right. I watched a uh, season something of Australia. It was Australia. Yeah, I know. Everyone's, it was. Meh. We didn't. We didn't get her in on the right. We got. We're going season three, UK. I'm going UK we'll tonight. Start, that's where we're starting. I'm getting it. I'm My in. Girl Camille. Gosh, I can't. I wait. take a bullet for Camille. I'll go God. on record saying that. Jesus. She's she's incredible. I follow her on Instagram. She lives a great life. I'm not going to spoil the season for you, but thank you. Things worked out well for her. Good. That actually gives me great comfort. I like to. That's why I watch the same things over and over again. Because I don't like to be nervous about how it's going to. Oh, turn I can out. tell you everything that happens before we watch it. If Good. you want, so you can just go in without knowing just anything. Just enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. It's like a roller coaster. I know. Probably I'll make it off at the end. There's a chance you won't, though. It does happen. That's why I like to watch those YouTube videos I was talking about yesterday. I watch a lot of theme park YouTube shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Wow. This excited response. <laughs> It's one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube. Just I said, just I w- people going on rides. Yeah, people going on rides. The how the rides work behind the scenes of rides. Um, the history of the Fast Pass. I told you it was an hour oh, yeah. and forty five minute documentary on the history of the Fast Pass. Very enlightening. <laughs> I've been to Disney like two times in the last decade, but I'm still like I'm watching these videos. <laughs> you don't even go, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you beat the line. Oh, that's what you need to pack in your backpack. Nice, nice. <laughs> You got a tiny backpack to take, I did. Too. I did. For the honeymoon, I bought a tiny mini backpack. I'm like not a Disney adult, but I was cosplaying as a Disney adult. <laughs> and you know what? I loved it. When in Rome. This all came up because we had a big old talk about Disney adults. If you are one, that is great. Yes. We are not saying it isn't. It's a whole vibe. Again, it's a very tight-knit community. You just have to indicate it in your dating profile. You have to put... <laughs> It's very a little important. little mouse yes. emoji, so we all know. Did y'all know? Oh, I'm about to say this, and this is the thing Tommy told me that I think is true, but then <laughs> I don't know. I just heard him go, "No, it's not true." <laughs> uh, oh no! If I'm not gonna say it. Well, there's a mutiny. You're going to have to wield a oh bucket my God, to save yourself. I don't yourself. have a bucket. I got a big-ass <laughs> thing of water, though. Okay, what is, if, you, if you're a swinger and you want to meet other swingers at the grocery store, you turn a pineapple upside down in your cart. In the cart? Is this true? People are saying yes. Okay, all right, it's true. It's true. God, there's there's a lot of discussion. It turned into chaos. No, it's either true or it's not true. It's true. All right. Thank you, thank you. From the woman who knows about opium, the it is true. <laughs> I want to party with this table after the show. <laughs> well, that's what we learned. So yes, you got to put a pineapple in your dating profile. Done and done. You got to put mouse ears. Done and done. You got to put a pirate's flag. Whatever is your thing. Yes. You, you put it in there. I think that's the best way. Be yourself. I don't know. No one asked for my dating what advice. What would yours tonight. be? What would your what would your emoji that like defines the most about you be? Oh, that is such a great question. Probably um no. I was gonna say an emoji that indicates spilling things because I do that was in my dating profile. I mm. said I'm a lot of fun to have dinner with, but I'll probably spill something. And I was like, Oh, maybe like the three water droplets. Okay. 
but I shouldn't. That doesn't mean spilling. Different. Emo- that's that a different. Be like crowd. I, I added those to my profile. I got so many more swipes. So many men wanted to meet me. People are constantly calling me. Yeah, probably, for sure. Mine would be the eye roll emoji. <laughs> Hell yeah. In 1753, the owners placed an advertisement to rent it out. According to author Esther, yes, I say advertisement. <laughs> when you're talking about Love Island, you're talking I've about Love said Island. It that way, and I will continue to say it that way. You say it. It's not wrong. Good it's just God, different. Get the bucket. Get the bucket. I need a bucket up here. A bucket filled with these. My God, that could take out the whole front row if we swung a bucket around God. with these in them. Not, not that I want to. Everyone calm down. I would never. I'm going to drink this whole thing before it's over with. You're going to have to pee then. Mm-hmm. According to author Esther Singleton in Historic Buildings of America, the ad read, To be lit, Bedloe's Island, alias Love Island. Together with the dwelling house and lighthouse being finely situated for a tavern where all kinds of garden stuff, poultry, etc. may be easily raised for the shipping outward bound and from where any quantity of pickled oysters may be transported. It also abounds with English rabbits. I was like, do you want to sounds just like the villa. I was going to say to our fuck island, it has everything. Oysters, <laughs> rabbits, garden stuff. Mm-hmm. No specifics. You don't know. You'll figure it out and when you, you get there. And you know what rabbits do. It's just like the Castle of Ireland. A bunch of English rabbits up in that villa is what you got on Love Island. Or uh, Aussie rabbits. Yeah, I was like, are these last time? Like, these people just making out? They only mm. just met. She's like, that's the show. Oh, yeah. That's the show. Yeah. She goes, do they sleep in the same bed? I go, yep, yep. That is it. And then she's like, well, how do you play the game? I'm like, they don't. They just fuck. And then they break up with each other, and then somebody else comes in, and they hook up with him. There's really no game to be played. Well, I guess the game of love. That's true. The ultimate game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love Island briefly became the less sexy quarantine island in 1756 when a smallpox outbreak left the government in need of somewhere to keep the ill. You know, those guys were like, not our island. <laughs> it abounds with oysters and think of the rabbits. Understanding its value, the government built Fort Wood on the spot a few years later. But even with a much more serious mission at protecting New York's harbors, the men in charge of Fort Wood understood that the ground they were living on was housing treasure beyond their wildest dreams. Is Fort Wood the sequel to Love Island? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is like, now. It's Fuck boot camp. <laughs> Welcome to Fort Wood, I baby. feel like you need to go to Fort Wood before you go to Love <laughs> Island. True. I think prep. that's the prequel to yes. the show. Yeah. Yeah, you had to prep. <laughs> According to an 1892 New York Times report, it was well known that Bedloe's Island was one of kids' favorite banks of deposit. One enlisted man made aware of this fact was Sergeant Gibbs, who joined the military in 1825 and was stationed at Fort Wood. Gibbs knew that Fort Wood had been built on an honor around at least part of Kidd's enormous fortune. He also knew that, according to pirate code, a captain would always kill, then bury, one or two of his crewmen on top of the treasure to stand guard for eternity. He's like, we all know that. It's pirate code. It's in the rules. <laughs> that's right. why I make you take an oath. Man, that's the... 
you don't even get to go out like doing something like badass, like uh, avoiding a cannon or fighting to defend your ship. You just got to be the one to lay on top of a bunch of gold. <laughs> lay down. This is your final resting place. You're like, <laughs> all right, fuck. I knew it was coming. Gibbs wasn't too scared of the idea of a ghost or two, but thought it would be best to undertake the adventure with a second person. He found a young recruit named Carpenter, willing and able to help with the hunt. According to Legends of America, the pair consulted a fortune teller to assist in finding the exact location of the loot. The oracle they found was top-notch. He claimed to be the seventh son of a seventh daughter born with a call. So you joined the military, and one of your commanding officers is like, Hey, I uh, have an assignment. We'll go to a fortune teller. <laughs> she's going to, or he's going to tell us where some loot is. And this guy's like, all right. What are you going to say? No. There may be some ghosts. Okay. I think that I'll sounds go. badass. Sure. Yeah, More I'll people go. would join the military if that's what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> like, listen, we have everything. Pirate loot hunting, fortune telling, fight ghost hunting. <laughs> yes. It sounds like a good time. We recently talked about calls on another yes. episode. Uh, if you don't know, it's when the, the baby is born with the uh, amniotic sac still around it. And then they have to kind of like pull it off of them. Yeah. And back in the day, they would dry them out and keep them as little bags. And our friend, re- her uh, most recent baby was born with a call and her husband would not let her do that. And we thought that was wrong. The midwife was like, do you want to keep this? And he was like, no. I was like, yes. Absolutely. I also learned last night what a wet specimen is. So this could have been a wet specimen. You keep it as a wet specimen, then Mm -hmm. you both win. Or you don't have to pay five cents for a grocery bag every time. That's true. Yep. When you go to Trader Joe's, you just take your little amniotic sack, sack and fill it up with whatever you want. The soothsayer told the men they were looking for a flat rock and asked if they had seen any. According to the Times, Gibbs told the man, There is a rock on the North Shore front, just about the middle of the island, but it's only accessible at low tide. The fortune teller was pleased, telling the men, Just the place a pirate would choose for such a purpose. (laughs) However, the teller did not have the precise location of the chest. He instructed the pair... The exact location can only be determined by a witch-hazel divining rod. Where were two soldiers supposed to find a witch-hazel divining rod? It just so happened the fortune teller had one he could sell to the men. I think I've got one in the back. Hold on. (laughs) He told them to wait to use the item until... The full of the moon at midnight. They waited patiently for weeks and finally set out to hunt in the dead of night on the next full moon. The night of their hunt, Carpenter started having second thoughts. According to the Times, he felt timid about ghosts. Gibbs, on the other hand, was ready to face whatever he had to in order to get his hands on all that money. According to the Times, he could stand the dead pirates if he got the cash. Are you team Carpenter or Gibbs? Gibbs. Yeah, I'm Gibbs, Team Gibbs. Man, take it. Yeah, if if it's a moment with a ghost in a lifetime of treasure and God, this sounds like an incredible opening to a movie. Captain Kid, life story. <laughs> Kid with a heart of gold. Picture this. Even with a nervous carpenter in tow, the men snuck out of their windows and headed out to the shore. Eventually, they came upon the rock. 
They used the divining rod, and miraculously, it worked. It led them to a spot, and they began to dig. However, by the time they started digging, the tide began rolling in. They had to hurry if they wanted to beat the waves. This is why I don't play video games. I can't stand time stuff. It stresses me out too much. So if you're like, and just the water's coming in, the and more you're like, you dig, the more, yeah. At any second, you could drown. It's like <sighs> Escape Room 2. Also watched that the other night. We watched a lot of movies. Uh... <laughs> Movies. I mean, they are <laughs> they are movies, but you know, uh, y'all ever seen Chompy and the Girls? Once again, wow. I would like to point out to Tommy: no one has heard of this movie. It's an indie horror classic, and he made us watch it. It's one of those where someone's like, "You got to watch this," and then we watched it, and uh, I'm really glad I did because it was uh, it makes you believe in yourself. To, like I can make a movie someday. It's yeah, an experience. I, can do that. I have a I have a phone right here. It has a camera on it. I can record that. It's great. It's a it's a wild ride if you're if you're in the market for that kind of stuff. Once Gibbs came to, oh, they got to work and soon unearthed a box four feet long. Their excitement quickly turned to terror when they were faced with an otherworldly being. Gibbs was said to have uttered an an earthly yell that turned out every man in the guardhouse. When their comrades came to find them, Gibbs was unconscious in the water, and Carpenter was running full speed back toward the barracks. This man just abandoned his buddy. Didn't even try to drag him out of the waves. He just full-on fled. He's like, I ain't fucking with that. Bye. Once Gibbs came to, he and Carpenter were forced to face their commanding officer and confess what they had done. Quickly, the commandant found that their story was more about what had been done to them. The men said that they had encountered a regulation demon. <laughs> Which is by One the book. Great band name. That's awesome. Improv troop name. Hey guys, uh, regulation but demon. If, if this is a regulation demon, what's the opposite of regulation? Oh, Non-regulation? Is that what off we call it? Loose. A rogue, rogue demon? Cooler band name than Regulation yeah. Demon. They're at the battle. The bands are like, you fucking guys are here? We were first. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Regulation Demon. Oh, Rogue Demon. They have to have written down some sort of bylaws yes, that <laughs> shows you this is a Regulation Demon. He's like, it's by the book. I'll show you the book. Uh, I also like all the boxes. <laughs> they had to go to their boss and sit in his office. One of them soaking wet. The other one's sweaty because he sprinted away and be like, I want, I'm going to ask you one more time to tell me. Walk me through. What did you do last night? And they're like, it all started with a fortune teller. It's like many, many stories do. Mm-hmm. They each had a different description of what they uncovered. Gibbs described it as a black horned thing. It had wings on its shoulders and it wore its tail barbed. Carpenter, on the other hand, said that it was red, had neither wings nor legs, and moved without visible means of locomotion. Gibbs told his commanding officer when he confronted the monster, The kid Spectre breathed sulfur flames in my face and threw me into the bay. This is why you shouldn't have eyewitness accounts. Because you have two men, they were there at the very same time, they, they're two different colors, one has legs, wings, the other doesn't. Get your story straight, fellas. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that Carpenter is less 
reliable because he ran off. So he's like, well, from what I saw from, over my yeah. shoulder, and you're like, you ran off in the middle of it. But yeah, you can't trust eyewitness counts ever, whether it comes to crimes or demons. I like that Gibbs said, wore its tail barbed, as if that was a choice. <laughs> that morning, when it put on its coat and tie, it chose a barbed tail. According to the Times, Carpenter said, I didn't wait for that. He took off running for the guardhouse, hoping to escape the creature. The men were glad to be safe from the monster, but left disappointed, as the chest they had unearthed remained buried in the area of the land now covered by the higher tide. Man, you're that close, and I'm sure you're mm-hmm. also told by your commanding officer, yeah, if you go back there, we have to throw you out of the... Like, you can't do this. You can't go back there. So then I you don't just know have to what work. the problem is. Why can't they just go unearth it? Or all work together and say, like, listen, we'll get, we get bigger shovels. Like, let's all do this together. Mm-hmm. The start- more people that can do it, the faster you can get it out, then that's how you beat the clock. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. Two years after disturbing the chest, soldiers on the island were subjected to another paranormal encounter. This one emerged from the island's cemetery. Unlike Gibbs, who had gone catatonic at the sight of a ghost, or Carpenter, who ran off, the Times reported that an Englishman by the name of Gardner boasted he was not afraid to take on the creature. Gardner was possessed of a cultivated taste for the supernatural and had met and exorcised many ghosts. This motherfucker's Dude. a lot. <laughs> he, uh, he's, everybody's had a friend like this. You're at a party. Everybody's just trying to enjoy their pirate stories. And then Gardner walks in. He's like, actually, the thing about pirates, and just tries to one-up everyone. Gardner had heard of Gibbs's previous failed mission and was irritated that he had not been chosen as his partner on the treasure hunt. Had he been present on the nocturnal adventure, Gardner believed that the red or black beast would have been corralled and preserved in spirits. He's a real Monday morning quarterback, this guy. <laughs> He's got a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Haven't not been there. Nocturnal adventure is the trip that's on the third in the trilogy beyond Fort Wood, Love Island, Nocturnal and Adventure. Nocturnal Adventure yeah. also plays on the same bill as Rogue Demon and Regulation <laughs> Demon. Head to head. The Sea Nocturnal Adventure uh, Fest. Yeah, Battle of the Bands Nocturnal Adventure. <laughs> the 19th century Ghostbuster would get his chance one night. Gardner was working the graveyard shift from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. As his shift began, the corporal teased him, according to the Times, saying, Look out for the graveyard, Gardner. Don't let any of the ghosts get away. <laughs> that guy was like, I've been waiting a long time to say this. They're like, put him on a graveyard yeah. shift. <laughs> it was just an hour into his shift when Gardner abandoned his post He ran, terrified, leaving both his hat and his musket behind to report what he had seen. The once confident soldier told his commanding officer that a A tall thing, all in white, had floated up from the graveyard and made its way toward him. Then Gardner explained the ghastly figure snatched his musket from him, turned it on him, and forced Gardner away from his post. He got post-jacked by a ghost Mm -hmm. with a musket. With hands. We always (laughs) say, you don't want to hear knocking because that implies the ghost has hands. If it can grab a weapon, it's got fingers, hands, Mm -mm. arguably arms, gotta hold it up. 
Mm-mm. All sorts of stuff. No ghost. If the ghost can snatch a musket, I'm out. Nah. And you gotta get close. If he's holding the musket, it gets snatched from him. That ghost got close. Real close. Why wouldn't you have used the musket? Gardner is a gentleman. (laughs) You never use a musket (laughs) on a ghost. Sinisterhood will be right back. Having talked a big game all these years, the commanding officer inquired why Gardner hadn't done what he had bragged so many times that he could do, exercise and trap the ghoul. According to the Times, Gardner explained that... I'm not used to American ghosts. <laughs> this, this ghost was different than anything I've encountered before. Okay, I get it because... Love Island, America does not hit the same as Love Island, UK. So if you're used to one and then you get the other, it is unnerving. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Gardner also explained that British ghosts are generally aged and respectable and always... They're always well-bred. They would never have snatched an object or even pointed a finger at the living. The Times reported Gardner's explanation that a British ghost's stony stare was all that was needed to show how noble they were in birth and in death. This ghost, on the other hand, generally behaved in a most unghostly fashion. I mean, if we're being real, like, Americans were not as classy as the British. So, like, it makes sense that even ghosts, like, in the other world, it's going to... Certainly. Nothing changes. It's not true. It's not true. But I can't not think that all British people are very cool and fancy like Colin Firth. <laughs> I just assume that they're awesome and they wear a cool like chain pocket watch on a nice vest. And they're like, indeed. And I just, that's a positive thing I can't get out of my head. It's so. the accent. Mm-hmm. Everything sounds better with that accent. It does Even indeed. if you're getting a musket grabbed away from you. Give me that musket. The, boo. That was not a British boo. <laughs> boo. Boo. That was better. Boo. <laughs> How would you do it? Boo. Boo. Boo indeed. Gardner was forced back to his post the next night and encountered the ghost again. Terrified, he begged for a transfer to a different assignment, but his commanders refused and set him out yet again on a third night. Gardner was so afraid that his commanding officer inquired to his supervisors what they should do about him. The commandant told his subordinate, Well, the usual ghost never appears more than three nights in succession. Duh. If this one breaks the rules, he'll find himself trapped. For I assume that this is a male ghost. No respectable female ghost, even of uncertain age, would be out after midnight without an escort. The patriarchy can't even give it to the dead. Not even the ghosts. They gotta they gotta take it all. I don't care if you're alive or dead, you're a lady, stay indoors. Like, keep that you. sheet down. No <laughs> one needs to see that. Do not show us your ghostly ankles. <laughs> I mean, if they've got a list of rules for the demons, yes. it makes sense that they're like, ghosts don't go out three nights in a row. Everybody knows that, idiot. <laughs> yeah. 
They got to, it's part of the training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fourth night, a second guard was placed near Gardner. When they inevitably heard Gardner scream just after midnight, the second guard ran over and saw what Gardner had described, a tall thing all in white. Before the ghost could challenge him, the second guard took the butt of his gun and whacked the ghost in the face. (laughs) To his surprise, it tumbled down. That's New York style, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You just got New York, baby. (laughs) The British guy was like, I could never. And he's like, get out of the way and figure out what this is. <laughs> when they pulled the white sheet off, they found it was another soldier who had a grudge against Gardner. <laughs> this guy's a hero. The mm-hmm. true hero of this story. Statue of Liberty's great. But this guy, this was a great bit. And he really took one for the team. He was <laughs> smacked in the face with the butt of a gun. He took one. And also the dedication of all three nights in a row. Yeah. Sneaking out, keeping the sheet. He had to straight. sleep all day so he could be up all night, mm-hmm. scaring Gardner. And everyone was like, where is uh, Carl? They're like, Carl's on a very important mission. Do not disturb Carl, okay? Carl knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. When they pulled the white sheet off, they found it was another soldier who had a grudge against him. He had grown tired of the boasting and waited for Gardner to take a graveyard shift so he could frighten him. It worked. The soldier recovered from his musket thump in five months' time. And it was a hard it, hit. It was, it was hard to be alive back then, you guys. <laughs> it's honestly, it's surprising anybody made it up. There were just well, like, I guess no one did. <laughs> no one did. No one made it Eventually, out alive. No one ever does, but, you know. You got we, have more, we have more of a shot now, which is cool. They just, yeah, if you came in with a musket dump, they're like, we'll just rub some opium on it. It's fine. Yeah. Get the chest. Somebody get the chest. smoke this opium for the next five months, and something will happen. Either come out of it or you won't, but it'll be a fun five months. So there's that. Well, Gardner gave up his dreams of becoming a Ghostbuster. Though that ghost was a vengeful colleague and not a vengeful pirate... Other sightings on the island haven't been so easily explained. Because of its use as a pest house, the burning of the island when it was a refugee encampment during the Revolutionary War, and the presence of pirates, Liberty Island has been associated with high levels of energy, some of it malevolent. On October 28th, Heather's birthday, 1886, the 150-foot-tall Statue of Liberty was unveiled. Some visitors to the island claim they have seen ghostly white faces peeking out of the green goddess's crown's windows. Ghost lights have been reported, both around the shores of the island and even floating around near Lady Liberty's head. Some visitors to the island claim they have seen ghostly white faces peeking out of the windows. Ghost light... Sometimes we edit stuff, and then we forget that we copy and pasted stuff. So things get in there twice. Cut it. Shut it down. And that's why you come to a live show, everybody. (laughs) That's what we're going to (laughs) do. Is that, that's what uh, you get behind this. You're seeing how the sausage is made. You're like, wow, they sound so polished. Yeah, because we have editors that, uh, Tommy, edits all of our mistakes out. This, we're going to leave it. It's raw dogging it. (laughs) Get it raw, baby. All raw. Get it raw. There have been reports that doors open and close on their own on the island, and that spectral figures in clothing from bygone eras wander aimlessly until they are approached. 
and they simply disappear. That was very eerie is reading people who work later shifts or earlier shifts on the island and seeing, oh, there's somebody over there. Maybe they're, I don't know, are they in a costume? And when you approach them, they disappear into mm-hmm. the mist. Did you see any of this on your trip? Not when I was there. I uh, And I also didn't get spat on, so win-win um, oh, that's for nice. the trip. Got to go on the crown, though. I was... Uh, you went all the way up? Sixth grade, yeah. Uh, is, now, it a, is it a... This is going to be a stupid question, but I've never been. It's an elevator, right? No, no, no. It's just like a staircase. How many stairs? Like a lot of stairs. Like God. so many. If you've... If you it's just hundreds of people stairs. going up a staircase? Yeah, with your face is in an ass right in front of you. Is it worth it when you get to the top? We have drones now. We can feel like we've been there. <laughs> it was cool. I don't need to walk like, up all those stairs. I'm glad I did it when I had 12-year-old knees. Right. Now I have 35-year-old yes. knees, and I'm like... <laughs> can't do it. Nope. <laughs> when I'm like one-eyeing it to the bathroom at 3 a.m., like I don't need to be trying to walk up all those stairs. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it's a kind of a... If they still let you do it, it's a bucket list thing. It's very cool. And also seeing it from the... Even just looking up, it's a, an mm-hmm. immense... I just don't understand... Talk about, you know, I just don't understand how they put that thing together. They did it. The same with everything in New York. This city is phenomenal, especially architecturally. Mm-hmm. Just, we're, this is the dumbest, most Texan, backwards bullshit you're going to hear me say. <laughs> we were driving in on a, the Google Maps told Tommy where to go. But we were driving in, and I didn't say it out loud, but I'm sharing it with you all. And I looked up at one of your massive fucking bridges, and I went, that's a big old bridge. Um, I was like... God damn. I just was looking at it. I was like, that's a big fucking bridge. Look at all those cars on that bridge. And it ain't falling down or nothing. I was like, God damn. I was just in awe. We have bridges where we live. But they're like. I mean, they're not as big as y'all's. I'll give give you that. It's like, uh, they made them out of cement in like the last 10 years. This is a big fucking bridge. Somebody in the 1920s yeah. with a fucking huge hand on our mustache was like, they're like, 30 years later, there was a bridge. Like, they probably got buried inside of it. Maybe. I know that was dark, it's but dark it's true. Fuck. All right. Well, it was dang. hard to be alive back then. Everybody. Just, you could do any, just walking down the street, somebody spats on your head from that <laughs> statue you just erected. Is it like a penny from the Empire State Building? Don't if you do spit that. on someone, it's just like a takes you out. It does. It leaves a ball. Magic spot. loogie. Mm-hmm. It's a magic loogie. No widespread reports of Captain Kidd's ghost bursting forth from any chest have been mentioned. Then again, there have been no more reported efforts to unearth it. However, in 2007, divers off the coast of Anguilla found something very interesting: the sunken Kada Merchant. Though the wreckage included tons of scrap metal in the form of stolen cannons, it did not include any of the supposed 400,000 pounds of loot Kid left behind. This was nuts because it was only in, I want to say, 18 to 20 feet of water, but where it was at, I guess people just hadn't looked there, and it was an extreme tide situation where it was very difficult to dive, and I think it was the Indiana University dive crew. Mm-hmm. They were like underwater archaeologists, which, what a badass title. <laughs> Also, something you want to put in your dating profile because that is a fucking. Because cool you're job. gonna get laid yes. all the time. You're like underwater archaeologist. Squirt, squirt, squirt emoji. <laughs> <laughs> They're like swipe on that. Yeah, swipe yeah. on that every time. It's so wild though. They, I mean, they found it and they've been able to like certain stuff pull it up. Other stuff they've cordoned it off, and now you can go dive. You can go it. dive it. Yeah. I'm not gonna go. No, I'm die, not. I will but never. But if you someone are someone else inclined, can. Someone yeah. else can. And they have little plaques and stuff mm-hmm. that tell you uh, what stuff is and everything. If you're, if you're into that, it's cool. 
And I, I am terrified of it. No, I'm not trying to go under. And we and someone you told me recently that the our theory of shitting in your wetsuit. Oh, it's not a theory. It's fact. Yes, yes, I yes. found out it's fact. Yes, someone confirmed that's yes. how you do it. A diver. Yes, and and they thought that's why we didn't want to dive, and we said that has nothing to do <laughs> with why we're fine with that. Fine with it. We do it above water if we had to, but. <laughs> It's the uh, tons of crushing water in the yeah. black abyss that really does it for us. And all this shit swimming around out there. Goddamn Megalodon. <laughs> you never know. You never know what can be out there. Oh, and they also found the, they found the other ship that he sunk, the Adventure Galley, the first one that he sunk off of Madagascar. He was leaving his sea litter for us to dig up mm-hmm. hundreds of years later, but they were able to find that one too. If you could see what was under the ocean, man. Fuck no. That was, sounds like I'm high, but I'm not, that's just, if like for, if you, like, imagine all the shit that's sunk down there. The only way I would go. Atlantis. It's there. Maybe. It could be. There could be portals down there. We've had this discussion. It could be black holes. The only way I would go in the ocean, and the only part of the ocean I would want to go in would be not with him because I just feel like he would be insufferable but the type of the bubble submarines that James Cameron was using to look at Titanic (laughs) stuff in advance of studying Titanic you don't want to go down in the depths with James Cameron no Bill Paxton can come but James Cameron James Cameron's not allowed James Cameron's not invited what about uh, Leo I'll go in a bubble with Leo yeah he can go down with me too yes please Uh, what's, what's, what's her name Rose Kate Winslet. I'll go down in a bubble with Kate Winslet. I, I bet she'd be fun. Love She's that British. Movie. She's very proper. She's a I delight. Talk about the difference in British and American ghosts <laughs> and other right. and other various things. How many British ghosts have just stared at her? And she Billy knew? Zane. Nope. No, he'd be. You. I'd go down in a bubble with Billy Zane. Well, then we have two different bubbles. <laughs> That's right. We can have side by side bubbles. I ha- okay. It doesn't make any sense yet again. But I loved loved Leonardo DiCaprio. I would get obsessed with people when I was a kid. We've talked about this. I was obsessed with Robert Downey Jr. for a while. I was obsessed with Leo for They're a while. Both very easy people to be obsessed. Yeah, with. I would go through these phases, and one of them was the Leo phase. I went through it when Titanic came out, and Billy Zane was the bad guy in Titanic, and I just oh, could not. So that did it. I was like, I see. My Ethan. brain goes to Billy Zane, Zoolander, Billy Zane. Oh, so that's why I'm okay with Billy Zane. But also, he's... Is he okay? Have we heard from Billy Zane? What's up with Billy Zane? What's Billy Zane been doing? I mean, I have... Billy, if you're listening... We know you're listening. Yeah. When you hear this. Please reach out us. to yeah, me personally. <laughs> I know you? you have my number. <laughs> um, but for real, though, he hasn't done anything in a while. We'll Google him in a you know second what? just to make sure everything's fine. Kid, with a, kid with a heart of gold. <gasps> starring starring Billy, Zane. Billy Zane. We have our lead. And we then have our lead. Kid. He's way too tall for a pirate back then, but that's fine. Kid 2, Nocturnal Adventure, with Billy Zane. Oh. He can do it. He's got boat experience. Wait, so in your version, he survives. Yes, he's living. He's, he's playing because he plays that part in both. Time, All right. Time-traveling pirate. Oh, that's fun. Boom. That writes itself. You know why? Black holes under the ocean. Whoosh, time portal. Bam. All comes together. See, when you watch Chomping the Girls, you're like, I can think of movie ideas like that. You just start freewheeling, freeballing. In 2021, forensic geologist Scott Walter took off in search of Captain Kidd's treasure on the History Channel show America Unearthed, The Hunt for Captain Kidd's Pirate Treasure. 
Justice was on the History Channel. We've yeah. all... It was sandwiched in between UFOs are real and the hunt for Sasquatch. Because yeah. that's all the History Channel is now. He chased leads from Florida to Boston to upstate New York and even to the famed Oak Island. Despite his diligent search, each time he came up empty-handed. The vast majority of kids' bounty remains unfound, and some of it may be just off New York's harbor under the feet of an American symbol. Scott Walter is a legitimate, I guess, scientist. (laughs) He is now, though... On the History Channel train, which, if you've watched any of those shows, it's very much... So, Captain Kidd, as he was being taken to the gallows, whispered these numbers to his wife. It was like 4410862 or whatever. 106.1. Kiss FM. But he was whispering these numbers. And so, the wife repeated them to others and said, hey, he said these numbers to me. People think it's coordinates, which is an mm-hmm. island in Maine. Then a family owned that area. Somebody came and rented a part of that island for this certain period of time in the late 1800s then later when they checked there was a chest size hole in a cave that they rented the guy and i'm like you guys got 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 (laughs) and then they found the guy burned the cabin down and they found a piece of paper in there that was signed john jacob astor so the other kind of conspiracy theory that because it's a history channel show they entertain is that john jacob astor's vast fortune was actually some of William Kidd's treasure that he had sent kind of a spy to this island to go and get. So <laughs> they go to this house where it was once the famed, like, Astor family house. And uh, turns out mm. uh, they spent a lot of the money uh, in this family. And so it's a, a gal lives there. She, she handles the house affairs on her own. And he, Scott Walter comes up to her and it was like, so with all this evidence, do you think... Your family got the money from William Kidd. And she Before goes, you say anything, this woman has an opportunity. We're, right now, it's Schrodinger's treasure. She can either set Scott up for success or dash his dreams, and we all know what she's going to do. She just takes him in and goes, no. Mm. <laughs> and it's just the way they set it up. They're like, it's tight, tight on him. They tight were on hoping her. for a yes. Do, 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 do. And she goes, no. And he goes, so we decided to keep looking. And then at the end of it, he <laughs> goes to Florida. Florida. <laughs> he goes to my, Maine. He goes to Oka. At the end of it, he was like, well, I guess we'll never know. I'm like, yeah, I did this together. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I watched it, though. So it was still mm. interesting to watch him on the hunt for it. But yeah, at the end, Paris had kind of dozed off and woke up and was like, did they find it? And I was like, No. <laughs> I'm sorry. They never do. There's how many seasons of Oak Island? Like 27 oh, at this yeah. point. The, the People keep watching it. They keep renewing it. But this that's going to be the year. They do think that it could be that Oak Island really is that. The Laginas hold on to hope, and other people, too, want to get a hold of that park because they're like, no, it was right on this route that he would have taken or whatever. But It's fun to think about. It is. I'm surprised obsession. more people aren't out looking for it. Well... All you. You yeah. have your marching orders. We each get a shovel. <laughs> we just we each for... take a swath of land around the Statue of Liberty. Eventually, we'll find it. They can't stop us. No, Don't. they can't. They, <laughs> they will. Yeah. They will. Well, they can. Then they will. I'm sure that that's not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will all be arrested. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> Although she is now more associated with immigration, the Statue of Liberty was originally a symbol of ending slavery. In recent years, Lady Liberty, with her iconic crown and torch has been transformed to draw attention to issues in immigration reform, racial equality, LGBTQ rights, and the rights of people living with disabilities. 
Her image has been recycled, reimagined, and reshaped as artists question what liberty and freedom really mean in an evolving society. Still, she remains unmoving, guarding the harbor and possibly the treasure of the famous pirate captain. So what do we think? Mm, you think it's there? Yeah, because the, they built so much over it. After the, the No one can ever get to it now. That's what it is. I think that's the irony is that uh, the Gibbs Carpenter, their expedition failed. And I don't know why they didn't just go back. I guess they ran out of like money a for a million times. Why wouldn't you go back? Why wouldn't the commander go back? Everybody should go back. You practice magic. What a sentence that was. It's true, though. But I don't know the how is. Can you reuse a witch hazel divining I would like rod? To define, like, I would like to clarify. We don't mean like a rabbit out of a hat magic. Oh, yeah. No, sorry to disappoint you. Like, I would like to practice that magic, though. That sounds fun. Uh, I mean, it. if I already had, if someone had already told me a box was yeah. here and a demon came out, I'm just going to go back to where they saw that and dig that box up. That's true, because the demon is gone. <laughs> Even if it's not, you know, you already know what you're getting yourself into. That's true. And you know there's a box there. And you bring the British guy along and be like, all right, fight the demon. Mm-hmm. I'll get the money. We'll meet up afterwards. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't think you need any kind of magic. That's just common sense. Somebody already did all the hard work for you. It's true. They already found it. Yeah, and then I think they just built up over it. So, you know, once that's built on top of it, I don't think, absent like a jackhammer, I don't think you're going to like I don't think you're getting to it. it. But if he he spread it out amongst other areas, there's a good chance it's still out there. I think not all of it is at Liberty Island. I'm sure there Mm -hmm. is some of it. And also you can only fit so much in a chest. So there's probably other chests that everywhere. That is true. <laughs> what, what episode did we do recently where we talked about treasure and how there's just in Texas alone, like... Oh, uh, Austin. Moon, uh, moon Tower. Uh, moon Tower, yeah. Yeah, but how many, how many chests of treasures are buried? It was something crazy. No, I mean, we said something like 800,000 spots of Stretch. buried treasure. I'll find it. Stretch. Oh, stretch. Banter. Yeah, so uh, we did a show in Austin, and we talked about another buried treasure that is buried around the Austin area. We tried to go find it on our own with a... Uh, we did. We tried for two seconds. Tried to find it on our own. It was very hot, and we did not want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I did borrow a um, uh, metal detector from one of my our comedy friends, yeah. who, of course, has a metal detector. You just yes. send out a group text to the comedians, and they're like, I got one. Yeah, yeah. You got his? Oh, it's fine. Okay, never mind. Because um, you got to pay the rent somehow. So uh, we used that. Uh, I thought it was broken, but then I stuck it down into a recycling bin and it beeped so it was working and i just found some nitrous cans in a creek yeah. bed so not treasure unless i mean depends on how you define it so well i found what we were looking for thank you heather that You're was welcome. great yeah we got a stretcher <laughs> um an estimated 340 million dollars in treasures buried across just texas so if you think about how much is buried around just the united states why is anyone working just go get a shovel and a metal detector and see what you can find get you a headlamp to get a big old shovel yeah go all in yes so it sounds like the Laginas are not too far off base with what they're doing I mean they have yes well I think they've made their own treasure by a 23 season history channel show I don't think they need to find any 
gold now. They've uh, they're set for life. But yes, I think they do it for the passion, not because they actually need the money. Also, that yeah, the, mm-hmm. and the the love and the brotherly love they find along the way. It's very sweet. Yeah. No, I do think you're right. It's it's spread out, and even if it's not Captain Kid's treasure, there could be money buried in whatever. So what so we're many. saying is, get you a shovel. <laughs> Get you a headlamp and get to and, digging. Yeah, get to digging. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. Uh, that's a that's a fun thing to think about buried treasure, and it's like the Lagina showed us. It's not just kids that think that's fun. Mm-mm. You take that, then you <laughs> two rich white men. You just go buy your own island. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah. So uh, that's the real American dream. Yeah, and then you get to As play. We all know. <laughs> Yes. Well, uh, if you've been to a live show, while this is the end of our episode, it is not the end of the show. Uh, we do a little bit called Judge Christie to close out the show. If you are a Patreon member, first, thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart. So you're familiar with this because we do it on there. But um, So what we're going to ask for in a minute is for you to shout out if you have one. I have a grievance, and then someone will bring you a microphone. Uh, the only rule is no bummers. And keep it short and sweet because we like to get to as many as we can. Just a couple sentences, and if we need more info, we'll pull it out of you. Uh, Heather will likes to get us started with one of her own, and these should just be minor grievances. They can be with somebody that's here or not here, society or whatever. Um, I will rule on it. My rulings are final. They cannot be appealed, and my jurisdiction is global. So it's permanent. I have my gavel right here. It's engraved. My father-in-law gave this to me. Shout out George Brown. It says, Judge Christie, Precinct 13, Sinisterhood. Yes. Oh, and this is Baby. Oh, yeah, we haven't introduced Everyone's Baby. Everyone's been wanting to meet Baby. Here's Baby and Baby's friends um, that we got uh, from a, a listener not too long ago, too. All right, Heather, what is your grievance this evening? I don't think we've discussed this. Have we discussed the case of the banana in my home? No. Okay. There we go. I think it's no secret. Oh, I yes, but I know what you're going to say, and I haven't ruled on this before. So okay, just making sure you haven't ruled on it. I don't really eat a lot of fruit. I will because I know it's good for my potassium to eat bananas. But when I eat bananas, I eat them the correct way, which Here is where... Go. You pinch off the part at the bottom that's got a little seed on it, and then you peel it down. One of the number one all-time things I hate about bananas is if you peel it the other way, the wrong way, with the stem, and you pull it down, you get a bunch of banana strings. strings. Mm -hmm. I hate banana strings. I hate them so much to the point that I will just not eat the rest of the banana and just shut it down. I hate it. Paris loves bananas. He eats them the stringy wrong way. I tried to teach him how to turn it the other way, pinch the seed, and peel it off. And he won't do it the right way. What makes it, besides just your opinion, what makes this the right way? First of all, it's more efficient. Because may I say, I tried your way, and I still got strings. No, do you twist the little seed at the end? I don't think it's called a seed. What's the end of the banana? Is that, bananas grow on trees. I don't know if that matters, but I feel the like top. it's not called... The top. The brown nugget at the end that's not the stem. 
So you have the, the stem part that most people would peel from, and then down here is the little brown nubbin. The brown tip, you yes. You flip it over. Flip the script, and baby. And peel nubbin down. Correct, yes. That is the okay. correct way. Yes. So what made you think this is, did you watch a YouTube video? Like, how did you learn of this? Oh, I don't know. The original banana eaters, primates. Oh, is that how they do it? Yeah. Oh, well, I would trust a primate. So that was my argument. Paris said it doesn't make any sense because you need the stem to start the peel. No, I disagree. You don't. You don't. Tump, twist, peel, done. It's so easy. No strings, no muss, no fuss. It is the correct way. To peel a banana. I rest my case. So your grievance is he doesn't do it that way? And society doesn't do it that way. And they don't, people in schools and parents at home don't teach their children to do it the um, right way. You're setting the run up. for your school board. And this is how, and we'll get, this is what kids should really be learning. Yeah. They were like, we need to reallocate a budget for textbooks. And I'm like, I'm actually here on the banana platform. <laughs> And they were like, oh, we don't actually teach them. I tried it because you told me that, but I still got stringy, so maybe I'm not doing it correctly. So I will try it again. So my argument, I would like a, I'm here, Your Honor, Mm -hmm. and I'm seeking what is called a declaratory judgment. Oh. Where I ask the court, there's no, I have no other uh, party. I'm not against anyone except the world (laughs) who's wrong on this. I'm seeking a declaratory judgment that the correct way to peel a banana is nub inside first and then the stem at the bottom and the little brown nugget at the top may i don't know if this is how courtrooms work but may i counter for sure you can ask questions in a declaratory judgment okay. i have to prove well, my case i guess it's not really a counter as much as i will rule in favor of that if we can also rule in favor of what i think is the correct way to eat something which what, what cupcakes oh yeah sandwich style you got to take the stump off the bottom, you flip it over, you smash it on the icing. Now you got a sandwich. Guess who's not getting icing all over their face? It's perfect. And you get cake and icing in each bite. A boat captain taught me that many years ago. A sea dog. Uh, was it Captain Kid? It was Captain Cat. Oh, well, there you go. So, yes, I will rule in faith. It is now declared bananas are from the bottom and cupcakes have to be twisted and tumped over on the top. And that's how they will all be consumed here, henceforth, and here, too. Thank you, Your Honor. You're welcome. So, that's the idea. So, if you have a grievance, please shout out, I have a grievance. Oh, I saw hands here first. There, and uh, just tell us your names and uh, your name the and pronouns, and please. Right. Left and right. Yeah, there's uh, my left. So this here. Me. Yeah, you. Yeah, Hi. hand in the air. Hello. I just stand up. You're good. Oh my God, there's so many people. Hi. That's everybody. fine. Just What's look at just, just look right. at us. Make Laser eye contact. Focus. Hello. What's your name I'm and pronouns? Lauren. She her. Hi, Lauren. Hi. All right. So, uh, I don't even know where to start. I'm so sorry. All right, so... <laughs> You're a North Star? Talk in the microphone. I don't, I don't know where to start. Oh, I thought you said you were so, a North Star, and I, I was like, I don't know star. what that is, but it sounds cool. It's very lovely. So I quit drinking nine years ago, almost. Congrats. Yes, thank you. Congrats. Um, and randomly, the night that I stopped drinking, ran into this dude from this hardcore band. His name is Jimmy Gestapo. He's like a, whatever, New York hardcore band guy. Um, Jenny Gestapo? Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? That's a guy. That's, that's a guy exactly last, what he's named. My last drunk was with Jimmy Gestapo, so that's pretty badass. But so um, he's Oh, friends. Flag Anthem? 
Huh? Is that what you? What did you say? I said so. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm, I no. talk too fast, and I'm from New Jersey, and you're, it's just well, all kinds of. Yeah, and you're a North Woo! Star. So. And I am a North Star. So, um, he is friends with someone named Lars from a band called Rancid. They're one of my favorite bands. We called him. I left a super unhinged voicemail message, and then never thought about it again. And a couple weeks ago. This we, was nine years ago. Nine years ago, okay. I called Lars from Rancid and left a very unhinged message on his voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple weeks ago, he Lars from Rancid was touring um, at this little club in Jersey. My husband and I went and saw him, and during the show, he said that he was sober. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I called him during my last drunk, hung out afterwards to try to like meet him and get backstage, and was able to, my husband, voluntarily stayed with me the whole time did not you know whatever I didn't tell him that he had to stay he stayed with me we got to meet Lars I got to tell him my story he was not as impressed as I thought he would be but that is besides the point never meet your heroes it's a disappointment right anyway if you have VIP please stick uh, stick around after the show <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sorry um so and then my husband was like oh my god I love you so much let's get a picture blah blah, blah whatever so he fanboyed over Lars super hard Afterwards, here's the grievance. Okay. My husband called me creepy for waiting to meet him. And Uh regardless of whether or not I was, that's besides the point, he benefited. Yeah. Therefore. Your creepiness served him. You're welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. He he uh, he rode your creepy coattails to he get his sure own did. picture. I said you didn't have to Lars stay. To you could have gone and waited in the car. You could have hung out on your phone. You could have gone outside. You could have yeah. gone to the. There I don't are, think it's creepy. I think that's. I, well, I'm sorry, Lars wasn't as impressed, but okay. I think that's cool that like it all came full circle and everything yeah, for you. And that's right? meaningful. I'm sure it was nice for him to hear, even if he didn't seem impressed. Maybe he was tired from singing. The creepy. He's also this like cool punk rock dude, whatever. So like, yeah, I don't yeah, think he would have like, you know, jumped up and down. Or he was tired from singing. Probably tired from singing. I feel like it's not just like a hey, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably like, ah kind of stuff. Yeah. There's that a takes lot. It out there of was, you. There was not a, a crooner. Of, yeah, a band yeah. like Rancid's not like fly me to the moon. So. <laughs> no, um, no. Quick Lars question. doesn't sing ballads. I think. I think if you would have brought a recording of the answering machine message and been like, I want to play this for you. Creepy. Put your hands in my hands and I'm going to play this for you. Then yeah, that's like that's creepy. I, like, I'm more focused on the part where I was like, oh my god, I don't drink anymore, and I know no. you don't either. And I called you during my last drunk. Isn't that wild? And he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Ah. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so, it, what is your grievance? Such, is this another declaratory judgment where I just need to declare that you were not creepy? Yes, please. I do not think you were creepy. Thank uh, you. And I think your husband should thank. Is he here? He is not here. Okay, he, well okay, then, he fuck home, him. He's home with our three-year-old, though. Oh, so, okay. Then yeah. I take back my fuck. He's home with I the kids. I still That's a little fine. bit fuck him. But uh, he should tell you thank you. Okay. And also a- for giving birth to your beautiful child. Thank yes. you. Also, right. keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Yes. All right. Always keep it creepy. Okay, who else has a grievance? There was one. There was one here. There was two oh. at the same time, and Heather, I may have Heather, promised. Uh, Heather saw one last time. I preemptively time, so promised. Just pass it on over. Hello. 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 What's your name and pronouns? Jake, he, him. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. All right, so I have a grievance with my lovely wife over here. Oh, um, what's your lovely wife's name? Jen. Jen and Jake. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Jay and Jay. That's so, a couple that you always invite to a dinner party. Jen and party. Jake. Jen and Jake. Yeah. You are Jen, Jen and Jake, Jake coming? Yeah, Jen and Jake. I'm not going oh, if Jen and yeah, Jake are Jen and Jake are coming. We were very insufferable. Our website for our wedding was Jen and Jake Cut the Cake. 
That's cute. That's I great. like that. That is cute. But nonetheless, pandemic, everything gets kind of weird. You guys yeah. are home. You're spending a lot of time with each other and trying new hobbies. So my wife took on pickling her own vegetables. What? Pickling Pink. her own pickling. vegetables. Okay. I thought you said giggling, and I did not know what that was. Pickling her own vegetables. That sounds very homestead. Wholesome? Yeah. Wholesome, yeah. Except it ended up with two instances of poisoning. <gasps> oh, my. Did you know you can call poison control? You can call. They're really. Yeah. Heather's got the number you. if you need to call. I'll tell you. What was being used to pickle these things? Okay. So, again, pandemic, supply chain severely impacted. So, I was trying to make my aftershave last a little bit longer. So, I was. Jake, this is going a weird way. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, just wait. It so wasn't I, like we needed we needed hydrochloric acid for whatever. It's like who's my aftershave? So, <laughs> so, it was like, so I used a jar that she then used to pickle, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you do counter argument. Go on, Jake. Continue. Well, I'm not arguing the mens rea here. The point is, she poisoned me. Love this. <laughs> Uh, are you, you a lawyer? This is a this is a uh, per se poisoning. This are you an a... attorney? No, my father is. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had this discussion many so times. So you're saying that poisoning, inadvertent poisoning, is should be considered a strict liability offense? Yeah, I would argue the negligence of it. It's up to the judge, Your Honor. That's for you to determine whether you think that there that had to be an intent for there to be uh, liability so for the poisoning. So you dumped a bunch of shaving cream into a mason jar? After shave. But, I mean, if you're canning something like pickles that smells like vinegar and you open a jar and it smells like fucking soap, like, are you going <laughs> to fill it up? But what? I don't understand how your aftershave in the mason jar was helping you. I was cutting it with <laughs> alcohol. But the, we're, we're getting into this. Okay. No, I think you're burying the lead, Jake, is what I think. <laughs> you're making you're making moonshine aftershave. That's what it sounds like. In the desperate days of the pandemic. Yes. One day you'll tell your forebears, by. like, listen, I had to moonshine my own. I couldn't shave but once a month. I had to bootleg it. Supplies were dry. We all got poisoned. So she insisted I try the pickles. And immediately something tasted off. And... and we'll but familiar mm. we, we move on um, and we she, move on I felt like there was a fight that you yada 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 right over but okay uh, and she made pickled carrots the next time okay. and so she wanted to hot water can them but she didn't have enough carrots for the last can so she said eat that one first okay. and so I eat it and it, we discover that it's filled with moldy garlic no oh. Yikes. Was this from the aftershave? No. She it's, just she so just this, didn't preserve it. But Are you my, putting your wife on blast with her pre, her preserving dude, skills? It's like a turn. <laughs> but my grievance is simple. It's What's just the grievance? She still she wants me to keep trying the pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> Shame on you. That sounds like a you problem. And I Jake. feel like after two pickle poisonings, I can. Well, then opt out. you shouldn't risk it on a third, should are, you? Are the pickled items just that good? You can't stop yourself, or do you feel pressured and like you're not a supportive husband for not putting your guts at risk for your lady's <laughs> happiness? I plead the fifth. All right, uh, all right. 
Well, if you plead the fifth, then I'm ruling in favor of gin. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> because you, you, you're, you don't have a case now. Also, gin... One sentence. One, okay. Uh, first Like a tweet. Instance. It has to be 140 characters. First instance, why would you not clean the jar before putting it back with the clean jars that I used to can? Oh. You put a dirty jar back with... You are the cause. You're the cause of the poisoning. Yeah. It was you. She yeah. may have actually poisoned you, but you're the proximate cause of your own poisoning. Second yeah. instance... I asked him to try from the jar that was not fully preserved in the water bath, knowing that there was a piece of blue garlic in that jar. He and knew? I said, hey, just a heads up, there's a piece of blue garlic in there. Maybe don't eat that. So you knew. And he knew, and he ate it anyway. Wow. Bold. And then wants to tell me that I poisoned him twice. That one is, your, your honor, one Jake, of your... Jake, this is like when someone takes... A case to Judge Judy, and then very quickly, you're like, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm the idiot here. But you're a big fan of the statute of fucketh around us and founding out. Yeah, and I, I think, think you what... fucked around and found out, Jake, and twice. So don't make it a third time, because that's on you. And it sounds like Jen's getting better at just hiding the poison flavor. <laughs> so maybe not risk it. Keep your head um, on the swivel. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we got a P.O. box. Send us some of those canned goods. Yeah! The non-poisoned ones, though. All right. I like a good pickled thing. Uh, green glasses up front. Uh, I had their hand up. Like the glasses. Thank you. They're um, from online. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Great store. I shop there a lot. I love online. Mm-hmm. I get all, my food and my clothes, a lot of stuff from online. So mm-hmm. I had a grievance I couldn't share, but I posted it in the Patreon group. Thank you for being a Patreon. Thank you. Thanks. Um, and then the second grievance I have is that my husband and I are not allowed to be on a submarine at the same time. Because... For like, uh, just like you're worried about like contingency planning in life, like the well, president and the vice president. I mean, you would think that, but we don't have children. So early in our marriage, he was like, "You should watch Lost. It's really good." It is. It's a good show. <laughs> Meh. Oh. So. <laughs> Go on. You know the episode where the man and his wife were trapped on the submarine and she yeah. couldn't she was trapped and she couldn't get out and It's a great episode. Her husband drowns with her, right? Not Charlie's boat. So Please my husband move. told me he would never drown with me and that I would just have to die alone. Whoa. This is another burying the lead. <laughs> So it wasn't it doesn't have anything to do with like fear or the size of the submarine you bought. Or, like, no. any of that. It's just like, oh, no, uh, he said that he would abandon me. So let ocean. me continue. So we agreed that we would never be on a submarine together. But at the time, my best friend was the curator of a submarine. Okay. I was going to say, when have, do you ever have the opportunity to go on a submarine? But I guess... It weirdly came up a lot. That's, it came, it up, came up a lot. You weirdly had a lot of opportunities to go on a submarine. Was the curator of a submarine... She was the USS Razorback in Little Rock. Well, there okay. you go. All right, all right. So does it does it move around? 
No, it stays stationary. Oh, okay. um, but Boy Scouts, you hope. Boy Scouts can camp on it if they would like to. Only Boy Scouts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so your grievance is that if you if the shit went down on a submarine and water starts flowing in, you're leaving. And you're just, you're not going to save her. Is that what the he issue is? He is not going to save me. Oh, God. Well, no. <laughs> I think we have to hear from him. So specifically in this scene in Lost, she is trapped. Yes. And cannot get off the submarine. While I'm already slowly, ruling in your favor because you're a fan of Lost. While, just while so it have slowly you know. fills up with water and she goes, would you stay with me till I die? And I immediately said, no, I would leave. May I ask a clarifying question? Time out. From you, Your Honor, so the woman's in the sub. They're, they're both in the sub, they're, but they're on opposite sides of the door. Okay, all right, there it is. No, I told you. I, I thought they were on opposite sides of the uh, door. He's trying to pull the thing off of her. So here's my true grievance. He should have just lied. Because that's oh, your never husband should have lied. And he should have said, yes, I would save you. You want your husband to lie? I mean, well, that's that. opening a whole Pandora's box of shit, my friend. First, if you give him permission to lie about that, yeah, it's a slippery slope. I appreciate your honesty. You're like, no, I'm saving myself. What, are we both going to die? If you're guaranteed to die, then nothing, me being here to watch your last breath isn't going to change that. Mm-mm. In fact, it'll probably scar you, you know, because you're going to be out there living your life, probably get remarried. Let's Tell just, your, you know, you share the story. You go on a submarine safety lecture circuit, do a TED talk, talk about submarine safety and need for reform. He could what? change lives, and you want him to waste his life sucking down ocean water so you can feel better about yourself. Think Selfish. of all the lives he would save on that lecture circuit. But Wait. you wouldn't be anymore because you'd be you'd dead. Be dead. We're all gonna die. So then you find a new life, today. just like they all found a new life on that island. You know. With her insurance money from her death, I would open a foundation for something. That's safety. very nice. There it is. That's the answer. Very Thank nice. Thank you. I like Thank that. Thank you. That is the, that's the correct Final answer. Final ruling, you, you get to open a uh, charity with her insurance money. <laughs> I, I like it very much. All right. Who else, All has, right, a who else has a grievance? I think there's one over. Oh, yes. We haven't heard from this side of the room. Right up front. You guys just get to, to look at our. Oh. Nope, it's coming. It's coming. You're also very close, so we can hear you. But for the recording purposes. The the best shot. You're just staring at my ass all night. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So, my name's Stephanie. She, her. So, my grievance is years ago, I was at my friend's and I had to use the bathroom, but in his apartment, he didn't want anyone going number two in the apartment. You had to go downstairs, but that's not even go a grievance. Go downstairs to, to someone else's apartment? No, to the lobby. To the lobby? Yeah. A they, shared bathroom? Yeah, because they had like a pool. I'll tell you right now, I'd never so, go over to his house. I'd, I'd <laughs> cut him out of my friend circle right then and there. So It's not a good friend. Mm-mm. I go into the women's room, and there's a roach. So I leave. Ah. So I go in the men's room, and I find a watch. Like, it really expensive. I think it was a fossil. Damn. That was so a... I, this took a turn from the women's room. Right? Yeah. So, I find the watch, and I bring it upstairs, and I go... Order in the court. Listen, I found this watch. You know, let's put some flyers up, but in, like, a month, can I have it if no one claims mm-hmm. it? He goes, first things out of his mouth was, why were you in the men's room then? I was like, there was a roach in the women's mm-hmm. room. Like, I'm going to the men's room. Why am I in the lobby at all? 
Yeah, I'm like, maybe if I went to the bathroom up here, it'd be a different story. First of all. So my grievance was that he, after a month, no one claimed it, and he still said no. How does he? like, what? Okay, is he holding the watch in escrow? Where's the watch? Now, eventually, he claims, a year later, like two years later, I asked him about it. He goes, oh, the owner said that they had proof of purchase, so I gave it to them. My grievance was, is that it was a month, two months, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear back. Mm-hmm. So. I hate this person. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He's a bad friend for several reasons. But I would say, um, did you feel compelled to give him the watch because he lived in the building? Yeah, because I live about 45 minutes from him, but I felt like it was the right thing to do. Well, that's very kind of you. You're a nice person. Because if I lost That deserves watch, better friends. Right, let you right? do whatever you need to do in the bathroom in their apartment. What is... What is... He, he shits in his own house, right? Yes, yes. Oh, oh. I, I, I shit in there, too. You shit in there? Yeah, I said, fuck. Sorry. I said, You said, fuck you. it. You I'm can gonna, cuss. We're all adults. Shit in your bathroom. Get yeah. over it. You can go lobby. What is Bye. he going to do? Stop you? I dare exactly. you. Come in here. <laughs> try. Please try. Also, once you flushed it, what's he going to do? It's gone. It's the city's problem. Evidence is gone. I've destroyed the evidence. You can't do anything about it. I have a question. Has he given... It's not relevant, but I want to ask it. Has he given a reason why he doesn't want you to poop there? Is it like plumbing problems or he's just fussy? I think he... He's okay if he blows up his own bathroom. Yeah. But he, I guess he doesn't want to deal with someone else's stink. Uh-uh. That ain't right. Yeah. He's going to die alone. So, <laughs> I mean, at least you that might be comforting. But I think you, after two months, you should have gotten the watch. Yeah. He should have given you the watch. Yeah. That, You're that's but awesome. now you've learned, if you find something, I'm keeping finders it. keepers. That, that's I mine. mean, you can put up your own flyers, if that makes you feel better. But just put your info on there. Then you're the one in control. That's true. But I didn't want to be like, why is your number in the lobby? What are you doing? Oh, be like, why can't I shit in your house? <laughs> I, don't ask me questions. Don't we ask all me got questions. questions. Yeah, we all got a lot of questions here, buddy. All right? Uh, yeah, no, he's not here, is he? No, no. Okay, I assumed not. <laughs> but I was going to be really happy if he was. Are you still friends? Yes, not best friends like we were. Oh, um, we watch, are still friends. Did the watch, did the watch do I, it? I, the watch actually, how long did we get in a fight for, me and him? It was like almost a year for that I stupid watch. Wow. Like, I stopped talking. I mean, there was other reasons, too, but that was it's one of the reasons It's never just the watch. Why. It was a build-up to the watch. I think because yeah. we're both Tauruses, so we're both stubborn. Yeah. And I was like, I want the watch, and he's like, no, you can't have the watch. Well, so. you all learned a lot about yourselves. <laughs> And somebody got a watch. Probably not the actual owner. Probably, probably not. just somebody that wanted the watch. Yes, I think you should have got the watch. Um, and the final ruling is only be friends with people that let you go to the bathroom in their house. Yeah. She shouldn't yeah. have to go to another location. <laughs> it's a good friend. To do that. I would never. Yeah, no, she, she made sure on purpose to do that after I told her. Oh, good. Uh, who, revenge dump. Who, oh, over here. <laughs> yes, oh, you're wearing here. a Donna Laser shirt. Oh, no, Love no. that. We have a grievance on the other side of the room. Give it up for Phoenix, everyone. Amazing. Phoenix is a delight. And the best. Very on top of everything. Hello, what is your name? Hello, I'm Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. 
Um, she, her. Um, so my grievance is with my husband, who is right here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this in the car. Um, so my husband um, insists that I use bath mats wrong. We had a bath mat grievance two nights ago. No, in Nashville. Okay. There's a lot of bath mat Good. hot takes. I'm glad you have experience with this mm-hmm. issue. Well, there's yes, prior I have precedent. ruled on this before, but perhaps your case is a bit different. There's prior precedent. Yeah, mm-hmm. so according to my husband, you should not be stepping on the bath mat while any part of you is still wet. This was exactly this was what the natural grievance was. You should stand in the shower and clean yourself with the towel so you are fully dry, and then the bath mat, he'll be very mad if I okay, don't say Okay, everybody, I know the that court. this is a very impassioned topic. We've already established that. We all, we're, lines have been drawn, but we have to hear Nicole. Yeah. He, he made me promise that I would clarify that this is why, because the bath mat is a warm, dry place to put your dry feet afterwards. Okay, so here's what happened in the last one. The woman did not want her partner to step on the bath mat because then when she walked in to go to the bathroom she, and she was barefoot, she had to step on a wet... Ba- that's what I said. You hang it up after. So you get out... You dry off, and then you hang it over the edge of the tub so it dries out, and then you only use it when you need to get in and out of the bathtub. Solution. We don't even have that problem. (laughs) What's that? I said, we don't even have that problem. You don't have to step on the bath mat uh, when you come in the bathroom. You don't have... In a what bathroom? So, like, the bath mat is, like, right by the the tub, so if you had to use the toilet, you don't have to step on the bath mat. Oh, yeah, so it can just... Can we talk for a second? Yeah, Sir, the bath mat's just I? minding its own business. He can... Uh... So you want to be completely dried off and then have the warmth of the, the soft, plushy bath mat under your feet when you step out? Yes. I, I mean, I, can, I understand that. But it's a lot to dry off in a tub. I got too you many nooks. slip around. Too many crannies. Too much. It's not going to all be dry. I'll be in there mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Plus, you have the steam already bearing down on you. Been doing it for 20-plus years. I ain't got an issue. Dang. I think we're, I think we're built. I think you and I are built a little different, honey. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. If, you're, if your relationship has survived thus far with the 20-year, uh, then I think you can probably survive longer. But um, another solution, his and hers bath mats. You can each have your own bath mat, and then you can do whatever you want with each one. Funk it up or not? Yeah. Put a like like teenagers in a in a in their room. Just put a line of tape down the middle of the bath mat. One of you has one side, and the other has the other. Sound good? Solution. There we go. I suppose. One more. Do we start? Something. All right. We have time for one more. Yeah, one more. Oh, this guy. We got to hear from this guy. I hope it's Jimmy Falducci or whatever you said. Or that guy's Whoever was yelling. Turns out this I'm this guy. Whoever this guy is. Yeah, all right. Turns out lot. I'm this guy. 
Are you that guy? What's your I'm, name? I'm that guy. I'm Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, Hi. Uh, my, my partner, Taylor, uh, absolutely loves your podcast. I, I, I love you guys because she laughs like crazy around Aww, the house all the time. Listening thank to you. you. Got her through the pandemic. But I have, I have a bit of an issue here, and I'm hoping that as, as people who are not from New York, that you could sort of have a fresh perspective on this. Okay. So before the pandemic, you know, we'd be walking down Broadway, as you, know, you do in New York or down any street, and you'd have all these flyers you know, thrust in your face. And in order to sort of get through about, you know, your day, you'd have to take the flyers or tell the person no and tell them no again and or run away These or something. These are flyers for like restaurants and stuff? Oh God, it's everything. I mean, I think people here know, right? And so I sort of felt like I found the solution of all solutions here. And I just started taking the flyer quickly and then I'd give it to the next guy, you know, for the next <laughs> restaurant. Wait, like, you'd give your flyer to the next flyer guy? Yeah, because there's like a row of people That's trying fun. to sell you shit, right? Yeah. And like, I figure it's, it's good for everyone because then the people behind me are like, oh yeah, let's do that. And it's, it's sort of working great. Be the change well, you want to see. Thank you. I, I think I'm the champ here, right? And please pass this on. But the thing is, my, my girlfriend Taylor, she's wonderful. She loves this, right? Because she doesn't like conflict and I'm going to get you know, bashed in the head later for this. But the reality is that, you know, she loved that whenever it was before the pandemic and then it's after the pandemic and we're hanging out with her friends and I take the flyer and she coldly looks at me and goes, what are you doing? And she just turns, she flips. All of a sudden, it's the, it's the worst creepy thing in the world that I would, you know, like a serial killer, take one flyer and hand it to the next guy. And I'm <laughs> just like, sitting here so like, pick this. a lane, you know? I is feel Taylor like I'm dodging here? a bullet. Is Taylor here? Taylor's right here. I, and she's... Are you calling a Taylor? Taylor. Taylor. No, please, Taylor. can we talk to Taylor? Sure. Oh, you don't want us to. I can hear it in your voice. Sure. I, I'll just preference, uh, preface this that I have no recollection of this happening. <laughs> oh. Interesting defense, Taylor. But do you, in the moment, are you saying you don't recall being cold and disgusted? Or you That's don't un- recall being disgusted. thoroughly in- enjoying it before the pandemic? Being cold and disgusted. Oh, okay. So if he were to do it tonight, leaving here, you'd be like, hey, yeah, do that. That's fun. (laughs) What a fun idea. Yeah, I'd probably support it now. But I think maybe it was like a germ issue. Oh, you were germ conscious. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean... (laughs) Like, listen, I, I mean, in know. the interest of, like, surviving the night, I'm just going to say, okay. <laughs> Thank you, friendly out-of-state people, I for think... accommodating my no, grievance. No, no worries. The, my solution... I think it's a fun bit to just take it and give it to... Because the, then they're like, what? You know, and you're like, I don't the, know. The other thing you tell that... me, why are y'all handing me shit? I'm just handing it back. <laughs> Well, and the then thing, if it catches on, then it just becomes like this fun, wacky game you get to play up and down the street. Too, right? It's like during the uh, pandemic and just after, like restaurants are struggling, right? And yeah. so it's important that we get them as many You're customers helping the as possible. Economy. Yeah. And who is the one type of person that's not ever going to get a restaurant flyer? Well, it's the people that are handing out the restaurant flyers. That's so. genius. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you gotta, you can't, if you're a hairstylist, don't cut your own hair. You gotta find somebody Thank else you. to do it. Thank you. you. Man, you got 2020 you. vision, the rest of us are wearing bifocals. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You're a visionary. It's genius. genius. You're a visionary, and uh, do it tonight. Do it tonight, <laughs> Taylor. Support him. Support him. Do it too, Taylor. You In fact, have to. everybody do it. If everybody does it, <laughs> I bet somewhere tomorrow there's a headline. It might be a tiny one. It's not going to be above the fold, but somewhere there'll be a little bitty blurb that, like, 200 people on Broadway were just, like, 
willy-nilly handing flyers back and forth to one another. Spontaneous it's flyer like a flash chain. mob. Begins. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You did a great job. You did a great job. And thank you to all of you that came thank out you tonight. For you guys have been so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming. We love you. Thank you so much to City Winery. They have been awesome to us, so please be awesome to them. Please. If you are VIP, just stay seated, and they'll tell you what to do if this is the end of the road for you tonight. Thank you again. We're going to do oh, our we video. Gotta get a, we got to get a video. Scream! Yeah! <laughs> As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you, guys! We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those ruling the airwaves and getting into it tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode. This month is the is the AI cryptid Loab. It's very disturbing looking. Which and- has sent us all down a AI <laughs> rabbit hole that is Honestly, now involving Ella printing, having us print out pictures right. at Walgreens that have been created with this AI generator from stuff she wants to see. I'm now like a subscriber to an AI image generator because I generated <laughs> so many. I burned through my free trial in like 20 minutes. So it's pretty incredible. We'll post those, we'll post those on the Patreon yes, too yes, for you yes, to see all of sure. our creations. You also get Patreon exclusive video and audio content, including Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, True Crime Headlines, and so much more. Plus, patrons of the Getting Into It tier are also able to vote on a bonus content segment each month that they would like to see us live stream. This month, we are live streaming Thursday, September 29th at 8 p.m. Central. You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. This month's is Tuesday, September 27th at 8 p.m. Central. They're the maybe the most fun thing we do all month so it's for real a hoot and a holler so join us please it's so much fun i'm looking forward to it uh i've eaten all the monster cereal from last that's month. okay it's gone it's honestly that's good i'm it's glad probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> for pages not in the u.s you have the option of paying pounds or euros saving you the cost of the conversion fee Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available and when you select this option you are rewarded with a free month of membership for more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. If you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com, click on Shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. 
You can also share any episode by clicking the three dots in the top right corner, and you can share topic-based playlists from Spotify by visiting SinisterHood.com slash playlist. All of this means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterHoodPod and like us on Facebook at SinisterHood. We're also on TikTok and YouTube at Sinisterhood Podcast. Christy, where are you out on the computer? I am on Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO, and I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I recently tweeted my creation of Judge Dame Judy Dench. Nice. On Twitter at MCK versus the world, and then I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Sarah Mukadazi. Alana O'Hara. Robert Rivera. Britt. Carly Rose. Darcy Hobe. Becky Domser. Alyssa Hughes. Keely Dorman. Kate Convery. Katie. Victoria Gottney. Olivia Reese. Reese's Pieces. Maddie Bree. Kristen Williams. Catherine Trahan. Ben Tyson. Katie Cook. Fox M. Gomez. Anna. Reagan. Nikki Darwin-Clark. Sarah Sarnowski. Rachel Schmidt. Jill Busby. Catherine Stoll. Jordan. Kayla Bibber. Lucy Bishop. Darius Salchuk. Connie Dubrow. Nicholas Belk. Emma. Bree Jennings. Megan Kiefsky. Diana. Harry M. Katie Barnes. Michelle Mockey. Katie Jeppy. Lex. Emily Unicorn. Sarah. Hadley. Maggie Gibbs. Emma Lewis. Rose H. Fritch. And Caitlin. Thank you so, so much for supporting the show. We sincerely appreciate it and could not do this without you. We hope you pronounce your names correctly. We love you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Wahaha. <laughs> Sinister.